0: And there's there's Zach with his pickle juice, his glass of pickle juice.
1: Napoleon <laughs> <laughs> came in, in a cold sweat. She was terrified of the, the pickle jar not being opened. I could see it.
2: Welcome to the World Player DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy.
3: Welcome to the new Australia.
2: And Jordan Garcia.
3: I see
0: saving the minority for last?
3: That's it, mate. Sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I just went in order of of, uh, video faces I can see. And unfortunately, you don't have a video, so. Yeah, that's right you come last so my apologies Hell yeah i do It's
0: why kieran loves me
2: it is well actually no, i'm not gonna say that that's wildly <laughs> inappropriate anyway um great to be back this week uh oh welcome back Zach. Uh,
3: i'm sure I you missed all
2: you. missed me no you didn't you didn't last Literally. week you were you were done and dusted way early you know it was all all good interview yeah, we,
0: we all made up for some nangs afterwards. Nangs,
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> some whippies with the boys.
2: <laughs> yeah, all right. How are we? How's uh? How have you been in the past two weeks? A week and a bit. I feel like,
3: I don't know, about two weeks ago, because I feel like I accounted for that last week. I'll be curious how you were in the past two weeks. Take but, course. um, I mean, yeah, well, maybe you should tell us.
2: I'm all right. <laughs> yeah?
3: Okay. We'll circle back to that. Nice. I am better than all right, I am in my honeymoon period because we've had you an election. Uh huh. I was gonna bring that up. Oh yeah. But, uh... but we we'll, you know, we can come back to that. But but you know what, for the first time in, in like my adult life, I'm like, Oh, maybe there's some prosperity in my future. There, there, maybe my compatriots like are gonna have a, you know, a little bit of a leg up. So this is exciting. This is quite the change that the uh, that the youngsters have been pawning for. We've
0: gone from ScoMo to Anal. We have,
3: and you know what? As you know, your gracious hosts here at Well Played, we are huge fans of Anal.
1: <laughs> this could so almost call us the one could almost call us the,
0: us the uh, the, call us the Anal Cast. Um, wow,
2: speaking.
3: Of I here, understand what he's referring to. Um, he's refer-
2: Yeah. Oh yes, yes. I'm. Um, I'm glad. You know.
3: Anyway. Um, <laughs> Not human anatomy. Continue.
2: The Yes. Yeah, so, the week off, I went away uh, with Anna because it was her 30th. So, we just went down Congrats. the Gransom Peninsula um, for a f- few days and chilled out. So, it was all right. Missed the potty. Devastated.
3: But, you know, that happens. Did you, uh, did you disconnect? Sure. <laughs> no, you weren't on your phone the whole time. What?
2: Every night you- apart from the birthday night, I was up uh, riding on this little tiny bench. Um, and I took this mouse away. I bought this mouse, this real, real cheap, cheap mouse. And Anna had got into bed and she was going to and sleep. You use and you
0: used her as a mouse pad?
2: No, I've, I've got a mouse pad, but it was like a $3 mouse. And anyway, I did like the first tap of the button. And she goes, "Can you stop the clicking?" And I was like, oh, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> well okay, there now. goes that then." <laughs> yeah. So I had to work, just just work off the uh, laptop. But no, it was nice. I mean, it, it wasn't. It was only like an hour each night, and then an hour before sleep, and then a couple of hours during the day. So no, I disconnected it. I it. <laughs> it sounds like it. That <laughs> no, was good. It you. was. It was. It was. It was nice.
3: So. Breathe in that peninsula air. I'm a little bit jealous. It'd be a nice time there.
2: Yeah, it was good. We had a lovely view. Uh stayed on this little farm. Nearly got attacked and killed by a dog, but that's all right. You know, happens to the uh to the best of that's us. that's to the best of us, yeah.
0: To okay. the best
3: to the smallest of us, maybe. It is. It, yeah. It's like that game, the
0: best of
2: us. It is like that. Um no, this uh, this place where we stayed, they had they had two rescue dogs. And one of them, I believe, from what the lady said, was had come from a pretty abusive owner. And mm. the dogs are not normally out when the when there's guests there. So we got we were out for the day, and we got back um, in the afternoon. And this dog was there. We were like sweet, like a dog, love that. Parked <laughs> the car, got out of the car, and this dog just fanged it, like sprinted towards us, barking. It was like. Pretty mm-hmm. and like the owner, like you, see, you can see the owner from across where we were, and she was like sprinting. She's like, "Don't move, stand still." This dog is like coming up to us, like barking its face off. It looked, it looked real angry. So was it a dog or a T Rex? Um, but no, it was, it was fine. Yeah, no one got. Yeah.
3: Beaten, so, I'm always a little bit hesitant with dogs off leash that I don't know because I, I grew up with hundreds of dogs and just yeah. particularly if you, yeah, literally, my dad was a breeder and trainer. There you go. And um, yeah, I always found that if you're not ever sure, you just always exercise a bit of caution because yeah, there there are just dogs so you don't know what their history is and they yeah. can be a bit reactionary. But um, did you Airbnb it?
2: No, there's a no. no. I don't think so. I don't think it was an Airbnb.
3: I don't know. I didn't book
2: it and I booked it, so um, I don't know if she found it through Airbnb, but there is an actual website. I believe it was just through the website. So.
3: Ah, fair, fair, fair. But
2: oh, yeah. Anyway. Nice little um, break for you too. Yeah. So. This past weekend we had a election, as you know, you might have heard about two or three minutes ago, and hmm. we have a new prime minister. Now I can already baby. tell that Nathan's pretty pretty stoked about that. Yeah.
3: It, look, okay. I, I will preface that by saying um, none of the you know elected my preference, but the change is welcome nonetheless.
2: Yep, I can. Okay, so when you say that. No. Nah. What do you mean?
3: I mean specifically, I preference minor parties and independents that you know aligned with with my voting values, but at the same time, are you talking um, about
2: the top job? Or are you talking about your electorate? Sorry.
3: Well, I can't vote for the prime minister because I'm not in his electorate.
2: No, but I'm. No, but are you <laughs> saying that you wanted like a, like someone from the Greens to be prime minister, for example?
3: I wasn't voting for Greens necessarily either. Like, I, they weren't I, my House of Reps yeah, first president.
2: What, what I'm saying is, you is I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand what you're, what you're saying. Yeah, he's asking, like, Would you prefer Because I'm saying like Labour and, like an and Liberal are probably the only two that are going to be Prime Minister, and you're saying it wasn't your preference. So I'm like, well, who the fuck did you want? Who, who did you think was, was going to be Prime Minister
3: I'm not voting way. in terms of who, who is the Prime Minister of the country I'm just voting on having a representative in Parliament that can represent my interests
0: okay so he's talking about his electorate right okay yes Yes. sorry yes. different wavelength
3: okay yeah but
2: you understand where the confusion came from then like no okay well <laughs> it's pretty straightforward we we're talking we just got a, well we got a new prime minister only two parties to can face. pretty much be prime minister you're <laughs> so me anyway well it's not greens. a
3: two-party system <laughs> okay so you're in saying, saying that,
2: okay no so you're saying that that, that, that there is that the, the greens were a chance to become someone from the greens or an independent could become prime minister
3: this sounds like i'm saying if later. we if we had a mind if, if, so, no, no, if no. Labor took so, out it's a yes or no question I, do, do you understand <laughs> australian <laughs> politics works
2: <laughs> So, we had an election over the weekend. Very, very exciting. Nathan, you actually worked uh, the whole day. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the outcome must have been worth the uh, blood, sweat, and tears that you got over the uh, your huge long day. It was like fifteen hours or something.
3: Yeah, I think it was. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was like seventeen hours or something. But I think so. I rocked up at seven a.m. at my polling booth. I didn't get out till I think twelve. 30 like past midnight and sadly i actually found that i had a bit of anxiety in the lead up to the election because i don't know maybe i was a bit disheartened with the past couple so i didn't sleep the night before either it was an exhausting day but um terrific too there was just so much there were so many young families people that were really eager to get out and about i only had two people that were a bit miffed with the um uh, the whole process, but I think one thing I'd just like to quickly say that really surprised me. So I was a declarations officer. Folks were coming to me because they were voting from a different electorate or something like that. And one of the quick, one of the quirks that we would have is you would need to return your ballot to me, and I'd need to seal it in an envelope. It's just part mm-hmm. of the process. Um, now, the what what I noticed was as I handed about, white <laughs> yeah, because you <laughs> just had me just fucking with them all. <laughs> No, but, but something that really quite amused me, as I've done election work in the past, and normally you can tell when someone's going to donkey vote, they're just going to, you know, draw a penis on their vote and chuck it away. So when I was handing these votes out, I'd say to people, look, you need to bring these ballots back to me so I can make sure that it's um, lodged properly. Because you're not a, you know, your, your vote is a little bit different to the usual one. You're voting outside of where you normally would. It would always take them at least probably a minimum of five to ten minutes before they brought their votes back. Now, what that tells me is that they're actually going to the effort to do a proper vote. I never had a single person bring their ballots back to me within five minutes. Like, they took yeah. a good amount of time. So I was thinking, this is the year that I think folks are probably pretty fair dinkum about their, uh, their democratic rights and process. I, I was encouraged by that, regardless of where they land on their votes. It's just if, nice if, to see uh... folks get involved so enthusiastically
0: good to hear that because i worked local elections this year oh yeah and um not this year the end of last year but uh when i was counting the votes there were so many like donkey votes so much of, oh, of drawing their own ballot box at the bottom ticking it and then it does. These nuts
3: yep they'll put yeah or they'll put in some candidate that no one's ever heard of or yeah. swastikas is a hugely popular I, one I, for some I reason i didn't
0: get that one but that's because i'm in uh an area that wouldn't really do stuff like that?
3: Fair enough. Now, the one I'm talking about was in Tasmania, and I was getting ah, for a heck of lot. Like, <laughs> there was a good balance between penis and swastika in terms yeah, of donkey votes. The, the,
0: the best one that I had was um, someone did draw a ballot box at the bottom and then wrote vote for Pedro, and I was like, I kind of mm. want to accept it, but I can't. I did
3: see a vote for Pedro shirt. Yeah, There's yeah. always, always one.
2: Um, has anyone here done a donkey vote?
3: No. I'm, I'm not... disenchanted enough with the process yet but a part of me can appreciate what some do not
2: gonna lie my very
0: first one was but that's cause (laughs) it was like a month after I turned 18 so I didn't know anything about any of the people or their policies and I was like I don't don't care
3: I just have to do this
2: yeah I've done one once but it was an accident now you must yeah you you go how do do you accidentally donkey vote so I was like yeah I'm gonna be one of those smart guys that votes uh, for every single candidate it's like one to what is it like 110 or whatever the <laughs> yes. fuck it was. Oh, that's,
3: my that's... goodness. I, uh, Jordan's in New South Wales. His Senate ballot, I, for, I was told, it was like two metres long or something ridiculous. It,
0: it, it was stupid. I basically had to fold it back on itself and then flip over if I wanted to see the other side of candidates.
2: And I got, I got to the last person. Like, I'd done all the boxes, but I was one number short. So I basically got to, like, say there's a 110. And I'd basically written the last person I could see was 109 i was like somewhere in here i've double voted for (laughs) for someone (laughs) and i couldn't i couldn't find it i was like i like probably spent like two or three minutes trying to find the double vote but i could never
1: and did you not want to go up to someone and be like, hey, I need a new ballot because I've, I've somehow fucked up my 190 individual <laughs> votes?
3: So yeah. I've also been on the other side of the coin there. So I've also done the work where you have to error check. So the ballots eventually get scanned in and run through a computer and the algorithm picks up anything like that, duplicates and stuff like that. And then there, there's a human on the other side as well that does the error checking. So they go, actually, yeah, that's right. This is a number that's been entered twice. Um, if it wasn't a number between 1 and 12, it was like 55 repeated twice. It almost mm. doesn't register. Like, it, yeah. it we, we would just go, yeah, it's a double entry, but it's still a legit vote. Keep carrying on.
2: Hmm. There you go. Maybe well, it wasn't yeah. a donkey vote then.
3: He felt bad. He didn't sleep for weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I
2: didn't. No. Nah. Can't remember who it was. Like, oh, sorry. Like, when it was. So. I think I've only um, voted
3: below the line once because that takes forever, man.
2: Yeah. I have not done it again since. But uh, we're all satisfied with the outcome.
3: Yeah. As I said, in my honeymoon period. So it's all nice at yeah. the moment. I'm sure we'll have some criticisms as time rolls on. But, you know, change is nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's
1: nice. Nice for a to minute. Change.
2: You've got to be happy. And I'm sorry if there's uh, Liberal fans out there who listen to this. Uh, maybe shut your ears for a moment. But how good was it seeing them get absolutely slammed by uh, all the Team Teals, baby? <laughs> I think, look.
3: Me and April, being being the sort of political journey background that we have, have talked about this at length. And look, the telos they made the right call. They jumped ship just in time and got their seats. If you love them or hate them, they they, they played their cards right. But it was just
2: good to see just top dog liberal people to getting, getting
3: booted. It was beautiful. Fraudberg, see you later. Didn't need you, didn't want you. It was actually
0: you. really satisfying because <laughs> I used to live in a very liberal area and now I live in a very labor-heavy area. So, um, you know, just seeing the flip of, you know, living in an era, it's like, you know, 65% preferential for, uh, for liberal and I go, Oh God, there's no hope for me here to being where <laughs> I am now. I go 65% labor. Oh, okay. I'm actually in a good place now.
3: The good place.
2: All yeah. right. We've got tons to talk about, oh, but I'm so going to quickly celebrate the victory over the weekend with a special treat for everybody. And that is a Oak milk review. I know oh, you. He's come back. You've been uh, wanting these by uh, back by popular demand,
3: okay. and I thought my week couldn't get any better. Right. This
2: one is Dan's cherry on chalk. Let's give it the no, old nothing sniff to, test. Nothing to do with Dan Andrews.
3: Or it smells up, like cherry, cherry, cherry
2: and a little bit of coconut in there. So we'll um coconut. It's 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 cherry ripe, isn't it. <coughs> Sorry, I tried to make noises <laughs> you Did not go the other wrong pipe? <laughs> go on, go on give,
3: it, give it a little gargle
2: Yeah, well that's what I was trying to do How? <laughs>
0: It's alright, this is great Because I'm going to get to hear Whoa.
2: this <laughs> <laughs> I felt it coming out of my mouth Under the keyboard nearly It's fucked up Anyway, um, the oak flavour is Tastes like ice vovo Oh, okay. That's
3: not I the first the time you've I said, word said word. that about Noke.
1: Hmm. Well, I feel like I've heard this was one there before. An, was there, I feel an like nice there was flavor. a nice <laughs> version <Movo> one? Yeah. they there might have been. I'm pretty sure there was.
2: There's no. Nah, there's definitely little bits of coconut in there. That's no, good. I rate it. All right. Nice. Uh, let's talk about video games. No more boring political talk. What have you all been playing over the uh, past week or so? There's shitloads to talk about. So if you've got, if you've played anything at all, keep it. Keep it
1: brief. I very quickly played a free to play World War II shooter called Enlisted because a bunch of my mates and I found it on the PlayStation store as we were trying to find things that we all owned that we could play together. I've seen uh, that one. So we ducked into the free-to-play section, saw Enlisted. It's kind of a, a budget battlefield, but it's surprisingly decent if you're if you're not willing to shell out the cash for something that's a, a little bit higher up the budget. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive for a free-to-play game. And it's got kind of a cool mechanic where you have a couple of AI-driven squad mates. So when you die, you can shoot into one of those squad mates and it minimizes on the the respawning until your Ooh. entire squad's taken out and then you have to respawn as a squad. But it um gives a bit of scale to the, the battle and it, it yeah... It keeps the pace at a at a tasty speed. So, yeah, not bad for a, a free-to-play offering. But, yeah, nice. that's the only thing other than the norm.
2: Jordan, you been playing
0: anything? Uh, yeah, so naturally still a lot of Guild Wars too. but I did something that I don't do very often last week, and I got drunk. Uh, Whoa. Drunk me played Bloodborne. Sorry.
3: Yeah, how'd that go? Drunk you played, I, you played I, what, sorry?
0: Bloodborne. Um, And I I woke up and my PlayStation was still on. And I looked at a Bloodborne character that I made when I was drunk. And I looked at its stats. And I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Because every single level that I put into it was into Blood Tinge. Which for those of you that don't know, is effectively useless until like the second half of the game. You so. ruined it for the long haul <laughs> Apparently so, I guess I need to get drunk again to carry on the playthrough uh, <laughs> but nice. yeah, outside of that, you know,
2: not not much really Do you remember playing, like, was it hard? Do you remember playing it? No Nice <laughs> Easy <laughs> well. uh, I got nothing because everything I've been playing is for uh, the next chapter of this podcast
3: Yeah, yeah it it was in was- my heart Mine's been pretty slim as well. I've uh, just in the downtime, I try and get like a little five or ten minutes in of Picross on my Switch. If any of you fakes played Picross, negative, it's, it's kind like of like uh, the it's kind of like I guess how would you call it? Like almost a pixelized paint by numbers cross Sudoku. So yeah, yeah you know one That's to why nine. I haven't Played it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an odd little one, but you know it, it's nice in little bites. And I've just set up the Stardew Valley board game that uh, came in. I pre-ordered that last year. It's just arrived in Australia, I think, in the last month. So I'll give that one a play over the next week. I've just started and uh, we'll see. It looks really pretty, though.
2: Did you... So the board game? You, the board you... game. Was it playing by yourself?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, always, I, so I do this funny thing where I always play a board game by myself first to make sure I understand it. So when I can bring a second person in, I can
1: give them the most streamlined introduction as possible. Awesome. The most selfless thing a board gamer can do, that is. It's always Adam, a you, bit of fun. Do you do that? Fuck no. I get there and I'm like, here you go, <laughs> here you go other person. Here's the rule book. See, Tell me as, how to play as, my game.
0: As someone that's been on the receiving end of both of those things, I appreciate both because, like, yeah, there's the, the nicety <laughs> of just being able to get into a board game and have it explained concisely, but also the sheer chaos of trying to understand all the rules and the mechanics of the game. Within a time limit that allows you to actually play the game properly before packing it away. It's there just, is, you know.
1: there is something nice about getting three quarters of the way through a game and then someone checks the rule uh, book The and light goes, comes oh, on. Oh, oh. No, we've been playing this wrong. <laughs> <They're> like, oh, <laughs> my okay, first, we'll just, we'll see it through. She'll be right.
3: <laughs> yeah, my, my first cosmic encounter. Yep, yeah, yeah.
1: Good times. But you have times. fun. Ah, oh, absolutely. All
2: right, so we'll start with the the quickest one first uh adam and i actually no i think just adam uh you played a, bit, a little bit of multiverses i did yeah the warner bros fighter it, it, it's
1: a fighter yeah yeah it's a or, brawler like it's a smash brothers like If we uh, want to be reductive yeah. i guess
0: as kv coined it uh super warner bros yeah that's
1: yeah, i that, did say that yeah. it's pretty accurate Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I've, I've said in the past that I'm absolutely woeful at any sort of brawler or smash brothers like game. Um, but out of the ones that I've played, this is by far the most competent that isn't smash brothers. It, um, yeah, it is pretty decent as far as onboarding goes. I was a bit worried because smash bros, when you jump into it, there's a lot to learn, Um, and it does a pretty good job with tutorials, kind of getting you into the light heavy attack special moves. This is how you stay on the stage. This is how you knock people off the stage. Um, but I think the most attractive thing for me is that the characters have a really good amount of variety. So I've played as Harley Quinn, Shaggy, Wonder Woman, and Bugs Bunny, and they all play really, really differently. Like there are different like archetypes or classes, if you want to call them that, and because it's team-based, you can play 2v2 or all-on-all all in in four-player. And there are genuinely mechanics in there for cooperative play, which I thought was really cool. Like, there's ways to bring your uh, your teammates back from the, the brink of being knocked out of the stage or healing some of their damage. And it gives it a, an extra little bit of depth that I wasn't expecting. So the the roster's looking good. Uh, you can jump into it without... Being an expert at Smash because I played it and enjoyed it, and I'm shit at Smash. Um, and yeah, there's more more depth than I was expecting. So, thumbs up from the small amount so that I played. If the, the just closed quickly going
0: up. off what you said, I'm guessing you didn't play as Velma.
1: No, she's so. so she's a support class that doesn't really attack, which I'm very interested to see how that works. She's the uh, one that so I'm. You can neither confirm
0: towards. nor deny if my quote unquote prediction for her ability is accurate or not.
1: <laughs> I I want it to be true, but I don't think it is. But I'll keep you ah. informed all the same.
2: Do we have what a could he date? be talking
1: about? I don't think we do. I know that the open beta is next month, so oh. it's either going to be late next month or early the month after. If I was just to guess. Oh wow, that far off! Yeah, uh, I can't imagine to... it's too far away though.
2: Sorry, uh, what was the? Ability or something that you think (laughs) Should I I say it him?
3: So a throwback to episode 131 (laughs) All right.
0: So uh, we'll talk about it And my my, my prediction was that Velma would drop her glasses And she'd bend over to pick him up And her butthole would become a singularity And suck everyone else into it
3: I mean it's very Smash Bros centric
1: (laughs) Believe it or not There was context at the time Sort of But You don't need context though You know You don't No not at all
2: Okay. I'm glad I asked. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um,
3: it's a bit Yes, I still agree. Yeah,
2: well, it is a little bit. All right. So, Nathan, do you want to, we'll go with your preview, my preview, then your review, then my review, if you want. Yeah, Stella. So we're not sort of, sort of talking over the top. But before we do that, Jordan, do you want to give us the lowdown on... The Razer something or rather. I forgot the name. Sorry. Uh, so I've got
0: the Razer Viper that's V2 it, Pro. Viper. Um, yeah. just I'll keep it? this pretty brief. Uh, it's a revision of, oh my goodness, that's a cat.
2: Of the Viper uh, version one?
0: Oh, yeah. Of the, the <laughs> Razer Viper, uh, one of one <laughs> of Razer's more popular gaming mice. Okay. So it's uh, a gaming mouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this one's been revised to be lightweight. Uh. It has its new optical sensor, revised switches, stuff like that. So a lot of like incremental uh, improvements from the original. Um, but when I got it and I pulled it out of the box, I thought they just sent me the um, the casing for the, uh, for the mouse because it feels like there's nothing inside of it. It is so light. I don't know how a, a wireless mouse that is this responsive can weigh 58 grams.
1: That's... Can I ask a quick question about the the weight of this mouse? Yeah, if so if you're using this just on your desktop, it's sitting on your desk, is there a particular reason that you want your mouse to be incredibly light? Like is there a particular benefit of that, or is it just um to make it as light as possible because you can? Uh,
0: sure uh, it's outside of, speech, yeah outside of like uh, competitive gaming, there's no reason to. Have a really light mouse, unless it's just what you prefer to use. I like to have yeah, light yeah. Uh, computer mice, so uh, as someone that likes that, it was, you know, <laughs> right up my alley. Um, yeah. Obviously, being a Razer product, it comes with a really nice braided uh, USB-C cable. Um, it has this uh, weird dongle thing that I think more or less exists as a USB-C to USB-A converter. I don't know why it exists, but it does. Um... Honestly, I think the dongle is heavier than the mouse.
2: <laughs> but the dongle would would be for people who don't have USB-C ports, yeah.
0: Uh yeah, probably, yeah. That that would make the most sense. Pro- probably. probably um that's fucking Actually blades. not even cuz uh the the USB-C part of the mouse is the part you plug into the mouse. It's uh the cord that comes with it is USB-C to USB-A. So, huh. I'm not exactly sure Unless someone just happens to need a different cable But you know, whatever You know, the the availability is nice um, But yeah, really good uh, The mouse wheel is really nice uh, The fact that you can use it wired or wireless the, is pretty nice The battery life is pretty good uh, that so, when,
2: so, when, so when you say the battery life is pretty good, what in? Give me a number. What does that mean? I, I don't even know how to time it because I haven't had to plug it in since I got it. Oh no! is like I thought them it might have been like, hey, this gives you X um, hours battery life.
0: I actually haven't seen that. I'll give a quick look at the box because <laughs> how much it says it. Is? it
2: uh, the mouse
0: is like I think two hundred and sixty dollars. Seventy okay. hour battery life is what it says. Up to <laughs> seventy hours. Um, weirdly enough. One thing Razer is really known for RGB, not really any of it on here. The only lights there is and the gas masks, uh, the the, uh, the and the gas light <laughs> the, and the gas the, masks. No, what are they? Uh, the Zephyrs or whatever. Zephyrs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which
3: um they go into a lot. Of, uh, the, the a bit of trouble The only light
0: with. that's oh, on this. The only light that's on this now is the indicator light for when you turn the thing on, and that's it. So, Alright, I got now. one
2: last quick question before we move on. Yep. Does the Razer mouse charge as perfectly as an Apple Magic mouse does?
0: Uh, even better because you can use it while it charges.
2: <laughs> good, good. That's still one of the dumbest designs I've, ever, I've I, ever seen. I get
0: why they do it, but it's still stupid. They, they do it because they want your desktop when you're using it to have no cables. And how do you do that? By stopping someone from using their mouse while it's charging. It's so stupid.
2: you mates. All right. So, that when it, do you know when that comes out? Um, I believe it's already out.
0: Oh. Uh, let me have a quick look. Uh, if, if it's not already out, it would be uh, out soon. Last time I looked, it was still up. It was towards the end of its uh, pre-orders. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah. So, the embargo was actually a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's out. Nice. So,
0: 260 bucks
2: uh all right i'll leave the other the other gear we're going to talk about that's more news, so we'll leave that for a bit later but nathan you've been playing two point campus for a preview
3: indeed i have so yeah i've had the pleasure of getting hands-on with a early press build of two point campus now Two Point, uh, the previous title that Sega published was Two Point Hospital, which was, I think, a bit of a send-up or a r- sort of reimagining of the theme hospital games. So kind of a simulator where did, you're... Did you ever yeah? play those? No, no, sadly not. Now I'm realising that Team I hospital, probably should yeah. have.
2: Theme Hospital is really cool. On the PS1, I want to say, but I don't...
3: Yeah, it's going back. Back in the days of your roller coaster tycoons and the like
2: hospital let's have a look
3: but anyway well, well you have a quick squeeze there um, yeah. yeah so i i almost feel a little bit silly that i haven't played these games previously because this game sucked me in immediately so what you're doing is you are effectively the godlike administrator of various university campuses around this sort of fictionalized world everything's kind of whimsical and, and cartoonish or comical rather so the first thing you'll be doing as you land in your first campus is the game's going to give you a sort of step-by-step, very streamlined set of goals in, in getting your campus up and running. So you're going to sort of click and drag your mouse across a kind of grid to pop in different rooms. Those rooms contextually might be for an example of a room that I've been given as like a science lab or what they call uh, Scientography. So they just make up these kind of courses that you'll be <laughs> designing rooms around When that said, room has had its little grid layout. It gives you a a contextual list of items you can put in that room. So I really appreciated this. As someone who likes the idea of playing games like The Sims and management simulators, I get turned off by the amount of creative options that one might have at their fingertips. Whereas Mm -hmm. this game, you still get all those options, but the first menus that will give you are contextual. So if I'm building a science lab, it's just going to give me those first initial items that would be most useful in a science lab. And as you pop them in, you're kind of ticking off some boxes and then the game goes, yep, that's a science lab, you can chuck this in. I can throw anything else in there. I can chuck rubbish bins in, hand sanitizers, plants, etc. And then you're also going to want to take care of your students' needs. So your classroom's only the first thing. They're going to need dormitories, they're going to need entertainment, staff are going to need staff rooms, toilets, Shes, bathrooms, etc. Yep. Showers, the whole lot. And the game is kind of just still ticking away with its timer as all this is going on. You can speed it up or slow it down. But the thing that really amused me is you can get a bit of a snapshot of what your different students and staff are feeling... The game gives you a bit of a readout, and say it took me ages to build my first toilet, so it just wasn't a priority. So all of my students had this status called busting; their movement speed increased by hundred percent. You know, stuff like that's just so witty and so comical. And the game is entirely designed around about these little like cartoon or comical moments. So when I'm uh, employing new staff, for example, I'll need librarians for my library. The cheapest librarians are ones that aren't qualified and they might just have like poor hygiene. They're known for just dropping their trash all over the place. But they're cheap and they do the job so you employ them anyway. I love this because this game takes all of those aspects of your simulation game or or even your Sims games and just recontextualizes it with this tongue-in-cheek approach. And it still gives you all of those tools, graphs, and readouts but but they're not necessary. The game also is happy to guide you by the hand if you don't want all that intimidating statistics. So this so, is a game. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
2: Quick quick so what's the goal? So like do you have like an objective? So does the game go, "Hey, you need to do a campus that has science labs, PE courts or whatever?"
3: Yeah. So when you're, so you got your two kind of modes. You got your like your campaign mode and your sandbox mode. So in the sandbox mode, as you can imagine, there's not those clear sets of objectives. Just go crazy and create and thrive and see what happens. Whereas in your campaign mode, yeah, you generally as you get your first campus, your first, the the game will have a narrator and PA announcers kind of talking and verbalising to you, going, okay. One of the first things that's going to be good for us is to build a science lab. And now we need to build a staff room. Now we need to build some dormitory. So it's step by step and it's really guiding you along. And rather than having to sit through any tutorial, the game is tutorializing you as you play the game right through the game. So it's very much piecemeal in its approach. And for me, who gets easily intimidated by games of this scale with all of these different moving parts, this just made it so much more streamlined. But it isn't basic either. I think people that like the challenge of like getting into the nitty-gritty of all these different gauges and statistics and balancing all your different accounts because everything's costing money, all of that's still here and you can sink your teeth into it. But the game is nice enough to throw you a bone if it can see you're struggling.
2: Do, do you know what the preview uh, gave you access to in, in terms of what the full game has to offer?
3: Oh, okay. So it's given me access to, I think, the first three campuses. And as we're speaking, I'm still drafting up my uh, preview. I'm on the second campus at the moment. So I think in the campaign mode, there might be nine or 10 campuses from memory. So we've only seen, I think, yeah, the first three or so of those uh, haven't had hands-on with the sandbox mode, so we really don't know what options and tools are going to be fully available to players with the sandbox mode. But when you start your campaign, a lot of stuff is locked out. So as you're fulfilling those objectives and you've you you know, you've been told to build your science lab and you build that, you'll unlock this currency called ku- Kudos, Kim. I think it is, and you will spend that to unlock new facilities, new courses, and new items at your own pace. So again, you're still not getting overwhelmed. You get to sort of pick your path forward.
2: Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll look forward to that preview later in, well, it'll be out by the time. It will. Potty's out. Yep. Nice. All right. I've also tackled a preview for The Quarry, Um, which if you've heard of it, you'll know what it is, but it's basically supermassive games who are, The cinematic narrative interactive horror game people, so games like Until Dawn and the um, Dark Pictures Anthology, they are the developers uh, for those. So, if you've if you if you kind of have if you play like those games, uh, you'll know what to expect here because it's pretty much their bread and butter. They make you know, they those kind of games, and this is no different. Uh, it's actually a spiritual successor to Until Dawn. So if you have played Until Dawn and were kind of looking for more Until Dawn, this is probably the closest you'll ever get, I guess, unless they do a direct sequel. But yeah, um, I had access to the about an hour, I think, of gameplay. Um, And yeah, it basically throws you right into it and you're already at this quarry with uh, a bunch of kids or a bunch of teens. Um, I don't really know the context of why they're there yet. Um, they're stoners. Actually, I actually haven't... I'm going to go do a second playthrough. So I, I played it last week, uh, but there's actually a video that I was meant to watch before playing it, and, you know, of course, I um, didn't watch that. <laughs> so, that. Uh, But I will watch that before I write, I write the preview. But, uh, yeah, so they're at this quarry, and there's... Six or seven different people, uh, kids I think, or six uh, different kids. Um, pretty basic. Uh, f- the first scene, like they find a gun, uh, and then you have this scene where uh, sorry, th- this guy brings a gun, but they also bring like these chips uh, that are like must be like really really hard to find, kind of like tasty tubes. Shout out. Um, <laughs> they uh, yes, anyway, they go let's have a shoot off for, for these chips. Um, and like in all the, the other games, you've got to make choices from certain characters uh, and in this circumstance or this uh, situation, I could either uh, uh, encourage the shootout or I could be like, no. Um, so, of course, I went, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so we, we went and took a, had a shootout for the chips and did that and then it basically moves to, the, uh, to like a nighttime where they're all gathered around like a campfire and you play a game of Truth or Dare, and yeah, I mean, like it's it's simple, supermassive gameplay. Like, uh, I don't want to say too much because of because obviously it's a fairly story heavy game. Um, but you know, that you 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 play Truth or Dare with all the, with a bunch of different characters, uh, and you can choose Truth or Dare for the ones that you choose, and then you've, um, yeah, and then they give you yeah, then the, the scenes play out. Uh, doesn't go well so a couple people crack the shits um and we, we all know what that's like don't we and uh <laughs> uh so and then one of the <laughs> there's um there's a c i'm uh, sorry one, one of them i don't know if i should tell you because it's sort of it makes sense to Anyway, there's a little fight there's a fight and uh, what appears to be a girlfriend and boyfriend Uh, the guy storms off and then there's another couple. I don't think they're really a couple, but they're becoming a couple. Uh, She storms off. So then the girlfriend and the guy, they go after each person. Then you're in the forest, um, the woods that's like dark at night and every now and again, it'll cut to like a scene uh, of what appears to be people watching the kids from afar. Uh, And then, yeah. And then basically what I played is you play as the the guy going after the girl in the forest, uh, and these creatures attack, uh, and then yeah, again you yeah, you've got to make choices. There's the quick time events that you you know either fuck up or they're pretty simple. And there's a ton of different options. There's a ton of options in the setting, so you can make them quite easy. I think if you if you really wanted to, um, yeah, and then so like that you know like that scene plays out. Then another scene is where the girlfriend and the boyfriend, oh, well, yeah, the apparent girlfriend and boy, boyfriend are having a bit of a makeup session, and mm. I don't know, it's, it's sort of hard to explain because I don't want to spoil the story, And but yeah, if, if you've played Until Dawn and you like Until Dawn, uh, I think like, this is definitely a game that you should all play. Yep, I don't know, that's, that's definitely you. Wait, oh, Sorry, are you saying yes, that's me, or do you have a question?
1: No, I have a question. All okay. of that's important, and I'm glad that you've given context here preview, but you haven't mentioned if you interacted with David Arquette yet. So can you, uh, can yes. you let us well, know, did you see David Arquette?
2: No, he wasn't in the preview. So th- like uh, the recent, or oh, these, the Supermassive games have been known to have a pretty good cast of characters, uh, and old mate Arquette is Chris, who I think he's the owner of the, I'm just going to go to the website i had it up before yeah he's the owner of the quarry where they're staying at um but no i haven't come up with him yet i basically played those two sequences um one i played a little bit longer so one you kind of go back to uh and then the game sort of all of the, the preview finishes yeah like i didn't get a, i didn't get much of story but yeah it's Desert. pretty yeah yeah
3: you go, Nathan. I liked
2: it though. Like yeah. it. Like, I was just,
3: I was going to say, if you swapped out the setting for a cabin in the woods, you, from what you've just described, I would have thought you were talking about Until Dawn.
2: Yeah. Well, so it is a spiritual successor to Until yeah. Dawn. So yeah. it just
3: the the similarities, yeah. the parallels, pretty heavy right down to the teenagers and their little quarrels. Yeah. And on what Adam said, I had to Google David Arquette <laughs> to realise it's Dewey from Scream, and
1: I didn't know he had a wrestling career. But anyway, yeah, man, he he had to go completely off the rails. He had a wrestling match because back in the day, he won the WCW world title, which pissed a whole bunch of people off because he's not a wrestler. But then he is a massive wrestling fan. So years later, in his late 40s, he tried to like build up that he actually, he was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to become a wrestler. And he had a death match with a guy named Nick Gage. And he got a really deep gash through his forehead and had like severe blood loss because he just wanted to show that he was an actual wrestling fan. So David Arquette's a champion, keen to see him in the game. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so
2: I'll talk more more about it because the game comes out in a a couple weeks, but I'll talk more about uh, that when the review lands. But yeah, if you enjoyed Supermassive's previous work, you'll like this. It feels a lot more polished, I think. Uh, Like it's actually quite like the graphics and stuff are quite good. I did play on PC, so um, I've got a pretty decent rig um, and it definitely, like it looked like very good. It definitely feels a lot more polished than the House of Ashes. uh, Sorry, the dark anthology games, which are a little bit rough at touch. Um, Mm. Yeah.
1: I'm keen to to give it a look at it.
2: I'm definitely keen to, to play more and see, uh, see where the story goes and see if I can get everyone killed.
1: 100% you will.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, Nathan, you reviewed, well, you're reviewing at the moment and mm. will have finished by potty release, uh, Sniper Elite 5.
3: Yeah, so Sniper Elite's been a series that I've... Dabbled in from Rebellion over the years. I remember playing the first one and not being too particularly impressed. And I finished the second one and thought, you know, this is a, a cover shooter with some cool sort of Mortal Kombat-esque brutality to it. Played three and I, I guess it had a bit of touch of almost like a Splinter Cell Blacklist. Where you got this sort of, not quite sandboxy, but slightly more open levels with a variety of missions spaced out. So it became a bit more of an open level design. And that's the design that's been carried through from both uh, Sniper Elite 3 through to 4 through to 5. It's the same protagonist. For all intents and purposes, you could almost consider this the same game as number 3. Because as I'm sure number 4 was kind of almost seen as a bit of an incremental update to 3. This one, again, is an incremental update to that formula. So if you've played any of the previous two, you know exactly what you're in for here. This time, our protagonist, I believe his name's Carl Fairburn, off the top of my head, takes us to France... At this point in time, and again, it's an alt history World War II shooter or stealth action game. So, this time we're on the hunt for Operation Kraken. Now, the game story wise doesn't, it's not gonna pay any kind of really mind to the audience. You're given this uh, mission to go track down this Operation Kraken being developed somewhere in France. You're not told what it is, you're just told that, as usual, it's a threat to the Americans and the Allied Forces, so off you go hunting for it. Uh, I think about halfway through the game, they kind of tell you what it is, and I have no issues spoiling it, because I feel like they should have told you at the outset. But apparently, the Germans are doing the most dastardly thing possible. They're training German soldiers to speak fluent English in the French countryside. And that's the plot (laughs) for the game, and we need to stop this at all costs. It's the most (laughs) absurd plot line. But ultimately, what you're doing here with Sniper Elite, if you've not played any of them, Uh, all this game usually has you involved in is not trying to draw too much attention to yourself. You're carrying a very little amount of ammo behind enemy lines, but you are equipped with a sniper rifle that is going to tear apart brains and balls. So as you take out Nazis across the French countryside, you'll have levels set in chateaus and castles. Excuse my cats, they're having a little battle royale. Um, Now, you will... As you go to take a lot of these shots, say for example you've lined up a shot on a Nazi that's 100 meters away, you need to take into account things like bullet drop and wind. And if you get the shot lined up properly, you get this nice little slow-mo camera effect where you get to see the bullet enter. The body of the person, and then sort of a slow mo X-ray through as the bullet enters there. Say for example, skull makes its way through the brains, blasts them to bits, and exits on the other side. So this becomes one of the core hooks of the game. This really gruesome, brutal. I guess it's the closest thing I can think of is the Mortal Kombat uh, X-ray moves. If you are the kind of person that doesn't mind or almost gets off on that level of gore and brutality, then this game is for you. If you're a little bit more queasy then this is a game that completely rests on those laurels and it won't be for you whatsoever. A couple of the issues I've had with the game, I did have a a lot of bugs and issues where like, there was no anti-aliasing, so the game just looked really flickery, but they seem to have patched that out um, the night before we've recorded this podcast, so the game is looking a lot more polished in the couple of days lead up to its release. It doesn't look or feel much like a PlayStation 5, Xbox One X game. It does feel quite last-gen, that they've just given it a bit of an upscale, but one thing I will praise is the dual sense implementation. As you can imagine, it's very satisfying with a sniper rifle. Just to because, hang on, I'll take a step back here and say there's a lot of weapon customization, and one of the things you can do is you can actually trade out the like the triggers on your sniper rifles to different effects, and it's kind of nice to get that teased out on the dual sense as well. So the DualSense implementation is great. Uh, as I just alluded to, there is a significant amount of weapons customization that's really, really cool. So you can be like putting rounds of like um, sticky tape or masking tape around your uh, the grip on your gun to sort of alter your grip. You can change all the different stocks muzzles scopes but more so than any like most other games i've seen of this caliber so you can really get into the nitty-gritty the game will give you both a statistical layout of what the effects of those will be or it can just give you like a pros and cons which i appreciate so i always just went for the pros and cons so if you're if you're not too concerned about all the different like oh this is gonna you know be lose effectiveness over 60 meters wind's gonna drop the you know bullet drop etc cetera, etc cetera. you can just ignore all those statistics for a nice little readout but the, the short and fast of this game is you're going to land in a sort of a, a sandbox, think Hitman, the recent few Hitman games, you'll get a sandbox, you'll get a few objectives, a, a target, there might be a target to assassinate, you've got a core objective and these, these other sort of ancillary, or, auxiliary ancillary objectives. Now the game also has a progression that carries across all modes, so it very much encourages you to have a co-op partner come along and your co-op your progression will carry whether it's you're playing multiplayer, co-op, single player. There's an allied or axis invasion mechanic, which is kind of a bit like Deathloop. Now I haven't had a chance for this to come into play, but you can have another player assume a sort of a, a, an, a, an opposing Nazi sniper that gets to infiltrate your sandbox. And their, their sole objective is to try and take you out whilst you're trying to complete your mission in the campaign. On paper, this sounds really good. I've not yet had anyone drop into mine, so I'm going to have to go and drop into a few other reviewers' games and give them a bit of a hassle. And I think one of the things that I really like about this game is that as you're going about your sandbox, you can open extra infiltration points for replayability, so different like starting locations there's a lot of breadth of room as to how you approach your objectives because these are sort of open spaces and the best levels are the ones which sort of have you infiltrating some kind of stronghold so one of my favorite ones was um a couple of the early ones you got to infiltrate this massive french chateau which is almost like this kind of hitman like mansion and sort of work your way in and climb your way across some walls and um there was another one that was a kind of like almost this castle village and infiltrating that there was a lot of verticality and I was managed to just camp on a beach across from this little town and just take out everyone uh, bit by bit. So a lot of fun there. One thing I didn't like is, as I mentioned, it doesn't feel like a current-gen game, both in graphics and gameplay. Yeah, I did have a lot of issues where you just can't uh, navigate much. And then, yeah, you you have uh, you'll find that a lot of the climbing, you'll be stitched up with chest-high walls and shrubs. So not as open as I'd hoped. All in all, Pretty solid entry. Not a whole lot new here. If you played Sniper Elite in the last few years, you know what to expect. Probably sitting on an 8 out of 10 for this one.
2: That's pretty pretty solid score. Yeah, have you
3: folks had much dabble in the uh, Sniper Elite games?
2: I have. I've played 4 and 3, maybe 2.
3: Mm, so I know 3's mm. formula really departed from 2 when they sort of went for the more open, mm. open levels.
2: Um, I liked it, but... Not my kind of sniper game,
3: and it's not going to be for everyone. Especially the emphasis on on the stealth, I think, and the third person shooting is is not improved. That that's still kind of stinks. no,
2: like it's it's fine, but uh, as a uh, as a sniping game, I, I think there's better out there.
3: <laughs>
2: but um, yeah, I, I think I just don't. I don't necessarily love the idea of a World War Two sniping game I know that like I love World War 2 games but I feel like it's the I don't know the tech I'm not, not that I know fuck all about sniper rifles but you know the tech back then was pretty limited so correct um, yeah it's more that I don't know how they can make five of these no
3: and, and you're exactly yeah. right like this yeah. is played out like if you didn't like three or four there's nothing here to bring you back this is just an incremental update on mm-hmm. those and I think that's going to underwhelm some folks because yeah. they
2: made Strange Brigade, which was pretty fun, but it was, like, the same game, just repackaged as a four-player. Was it four-player or two-player? I can't remember. Yeah, it was
3: four. And then yeah. you've got the Zombie Army as well. Yeah. There's yes. four of those, so, or five if you count Trilogy, because that was technically another game of skin.
2: Um, so, yeah, they just kind of make the same game, but...
3: Correct. ...different.
2: Yeah. Okay. I thought it was, like, I, I thought, like, what I played was pretty good, but, um, yeah, as a sniping game, I re- yeah. Not my not not what I'm looking for.
3: No, six is really gonna to need to change up the formula and I'd suggest maybe a different setting in time as well.
2: Yeah, you'd have to think they can they can't probably milk that uh, well that alternate World War 2 setting much more. Goodness no. Not after that one. Anyway. <clears throat> cool review about when potty's out, so go go check that out. Uh, so last week I would have spoken about vampire the masquerade swan song if i was here uh i'd only sort of just started that but i've been playing that for uh, quite a bit i've probably sunk at least maybe 15 hours into it um so have you have any of you played a game called the council which, which was one of my favorite games from a couple of years ago yes no okay so this is by the developers uh, Big Bad Wolf, who did that. Um, sorry, thank you, thank you, Adam, for making reference to your playing of the Council. Thanks, I'm mate. Very proud Much of appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, John. <Jordan>. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this is made by the same developers, and what drew me to this game is because I, I really, really liked the Council, uh, which was like a narrative, narrative RPG. So it was like. Imagine like RPG elements, but based around like dialogue battles instead of all right, instead of um actual you know combat. So, this is essentially the same uh DNA in a Vampire the Masquerade setting. If you have played or if you uh, know much about Vampire the Masquerade, you probably won't feel that out of place here for someone who knows sweet fuck all about vampire the masquerade they throw you straight in they don't give you any sort of primer they don't go here's what everything means they just assume that you know what's going on and you'll understand all the lingo and different words that they use uh you can pretty much you know you pretty much grasp what they're saying without sort of needing to google so things like sire and like child and kind and all these other things like eventually you pick up like what they mean. But yeah, so you play as three different characters as part of uh, the mass, as part of um, the Camarilla, I think is is, is how they say it. Uh, And essentially, it's a faction of vampires in Boston, and there's been a breach of. uh, There's just been a breach of. Well, um, I don't know. Like there was like an attack at a at a vampire location, so someone has breached. Um, the code of conduct or whatever and people have, you know, uh, someone has found out where they are and and they've done this attack. So you play as three characters from this group. Uh, One is Leisha uh, and another is Emem and another is Galeb. Gable. Galeb, I think it is. Uh, Anyway, and you are free to choose their style. So if you want to make um, whichever character if you want to there's like presets that you can choose them so the game will give you presets on certain char- on each character so uh, I think for uh, trying to think for Leisha I think I made her an investigator so I just chose like the investi- like I just went to the preset for investigator and so when you build out these characters there's a bunch of different options so there's like um, you can choose persuasion you can choose rhetoric you can choose psychology you can choose technology, you can choose uh, security, education and there's one more but I can't remember what it is and basically when you enter into into dialogue uh, or when you enter into conversations with other characters there will be certain options that are presented that you need to have that trait um, to be able to use. So it might be like I don't know, someone asks you a question and there's like three answers and two of them are like just plain and simple, like yes and no, let's just say. And then like a third one might be like look like locked behind something and and it might be like, How did they know that or whatever, like you know, for example, and then um so yeah, conversations can can go depending on what sort of skills and traits you have for each each uh, character. There's also what they call disciplines, which are like skills and uh Again, it's different for what type of character you're building. So there's like, I think it's called OSPEC, which like basically allows you to see like it's like like a vampiric trait that allows you to see um, trails of like, like so for in in one in one thing I think I could smell like a perfume, so I could actually use this skill to track the scent of perfume for like for example. Uh, and another one is like presence, which basically allows you to almost. Um, hypnotate hi- hypnotate that's not the right word how the fuck what's wet on the times hypnotize. hypnotize what the fuck is he hi- hypnotate um <laughs> hypnotize hypnotism um, and levitation uh so so you basically put yeah put, put on these crazy eyes and like in jafar when he does the does the staff into staff oh, i can't even talk so <laughs> stuff into old mate's face and he goes yeah well what, whatever you say J- jafar so here you, you like you go, so someone might see this like character and you can use this skill uh, and they'll be like, forget I was ever here or I'm not here or whatever. And the character goes, yep, whatever, you know, he's all good. And this is, and there's more. Anyway, so there's like a ton of different different ways you can, you can build out each character and yeah, conversations go different way depending on how you've spec them out. There's a couple of catches though. So every time, so when you're actually in a conversation, there's a chance that the person you're speaking to also has that skill, and then you can actually use what is called focus um, to enhance that skill for that com- for that question or that answer. And uh, what, but that costs. You only have a certain amount of focus per uh, uh, each sequence. So you might have like 12 focus points that you can use across like a sequence. Every now and again, you can actually gain them back uh, and there are consumables that you can get to, to get them back. But basically you only have a certain amount and there's also your hunger. So certain, uh, like your disciplines, I believe, will cost you hunger. So if you want to use like a discipline uh, to basically force your way through a particular um, conversation or a question, uh, it'll cost you in... In hunger points so basically once you get to 12 or 10 uh, points you've got to go nibble on some neck uh, and you know empty that chamber a little bit and so you when you actually do that <laughs> you, have, you have you have to hold while I was playing with a controller you got to hold a certain button and you can determine how much like, you bite them and I think if you bite them too hard you actually kill them in the first go but if you only have a small nibble you can actually come back for seconds and then then kill them, but if you if you don't want to kill people, you can you can only have like a you know you can just have a, a dabble. Um, anyway, so there's all that, but it's fine. Like it's, it, the story is story is sort of interesting. So basically, the story is that there's this organization that has tracked your um, whereabouts and they've try, they're trying to wipe you out, and you're obviously trying to stop them uh, and find out how they uh, d- discovered you. So there's, I think, yeah, you discover that there's like, it's pretty early on, but you discover there's like a bit, there might be a, a traitor within like the ranks. So, you you, you know, one of the characters is, is is like trying to find that and then you've got to go to like different different factions across Boston and you have to convince them to come join you and, you know, and you can fail things. So there was uh, one scene where I had to go and convince three different ganglet or different group leaders to join the cause and they have what is called confrontations and this is what was from the council and these are like boss battles but these like dialogue things and you are given like certain amount of misses so if you give the wrong answer and you fail that's it like that like that like that option's gone so there was an objective where yeah so in in this case I had to try and get three different gang leaders to come and join our uh, cause and one of them I just wrong answers so he was like nah no deal uh and then like in another one i had to try and uh uncover some certain information from this character uh and again like i i chose the wrong answers and uh that's it like 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 that option's gone so then you don't get that information so then that doesn't open up you know then those other future uh dialogue choices that might have relied on that information like they don't open up um and the other the thing I'm finding a little bit annoying with this is that sometimes there's no way to win a confrontation without your skills, so without uh, using like your, the hunger. So I'm currently, I was in this scene quite recently um, where I was taken captive and but basically the only way to get out of this or to win this confrontation was to use the hunger was to use all like you had to choose like the hunger like one of the hunger choices all the way through and i didn't have enough so I, I like that like that part's a bit annoying because i feel like there's no other way for you to win it just relies on a simple you know so if if someone didn't want to go around eating everyone there's basically no way um for them to win unless you have Uh, unless you know you haven't eaten you haven't used those options what whatsoever so yeah like like there was another like good example where uh, in this same same scene where I had to retrieve a book um, but I had to kill a certain character as well anyway I killed the character and I went into this room like where the character was and the book had been basically burnt to a crisp so like again, like all the information they would have got from that book gone. Anyway, um, if you like these like narrative sort of games, if you enjoyed the council, it's probably worth playing. If you're a fan of Vampire the Masquerade, if you're not a fan of Vampire the Masquerade, I would say have a look at the lore and see what you can find out. It's it's long. Some and it, it, there's actually quite a couple. There's a few hard puzzles in there too. So if you like puzzle games, um, it's it's one of those games that will... Get you going because the council had a couple of really really tough ones i don't think this is this is as good as the council i think this is this is probably sitting around like a six maybe six and a half for me whereas like i think i gave the first episode of the council like nine and a half and then the second like a nine like i I really did enjoy that but this one just doesn't quite hasn't quite hit the spot i'm not quite as invested in all the characters
3: so Quick question. Sounds mm. like dialogue's a pretty heavy component of this game. That's, and very, that's
2: pretty I, much all it is, really, yeah.
3: Uh, so, an issue I have with games that rely on dialogue is I guess a quick question I have Do you get the sense that there is any kind of branching narrative here, or it's, it is kind of setting yeah, a, yeah, a fairly straight yeah. course? Uh,
2: no, I think there's definitely. Well, I've, I haven't finished yet, so I can't probably answer that completely, but there, there are. Um, options that you get presented during the game to make choices that I guess would have an impact on um, the narrative.
3: And with those choices, are they presented to you in the dialogue as kind of like there is a right choice perhaps and a choice that's clearly going to adversely affect you as the player if you're not prepared?
2: Good question. That's actually very. Uh, that's tough to answer because some of them are a bit some some of them yes, some of them no.
3: Bit more nebulous. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's
2: one. It's it's a bit spoiler territory, but there's one question where, sorry, there's one option where you go down path one or you go down path two, right? And path one will actually give you a a perk, but it'll might it might make you a little bit more reckless, right? So, path two doesn't make you as reckless, but doesn't give you the perk. Mm-hmm. That, that's a very basic way of explaining it. Um, and the perk is useful, potentially, on, right. de- depending on the dialogue that is presented. So, like I was, you know, like, um, yeah. But what I have found is that sometimes ha- having the right skills makes the game much easier if you spec out a person a certain way sometimes it doesn't like it takes you much longer to go through a certain scene so there's like a bunch of times where you're where you can hack computers right if you don't have the technology skill you don't have the ability to hack computers so you then you've actually got to track down passwords right so yep yeah, so heavy if, lifting mm. yeah so it's one of those things where you can breeze through some levels um, quite quickly if you have if, if you've simply stumbled upon choosing the right traits to upgrade so there's never any indication on what traits you should have um, I mean they all come in handy regardless but there are some that appear to be more handy um, yeah each way through and at the end of each sequence you'll actually get given skill points to invest in more. Points, So it's it's not like you build your character at the start and you can't u- upgrade because you, you can actually upgrade through each sequence. The only other thing I will say that shit me off is that there is a restart button. And I know that you guys sort of know this, but it I actually emailed the devs about this because I was a bit annoyed. But I played maybe two and a half hours through the first sequence. And the first sequence is three characters so you got to play three scenes from three characters like the second time I, I played through it was much it was far quicker because I, I kind of knew what I was doing right but the first time it took to me about two and a half hours and I hit the I f- forgot one of the buttons so I was like fuck I want to go back and I wanted to redo that conversation because I fucked up the buttons so I hit the restart and it just says do you want to restart like, like that's all it says so I was like yeah it'll you know take me back to another checkpoint be a sweet Nah. Lost the entire two and a half hours. Basically, the restart button is there. They, the devs, don't want you to cheat. Basically, they don't want you to fuck up a Safe conversation. Time. Go, go back and do it yep. again. So it actually takes you back to the start of each sequence. In my case, because this was the first sequence, took to back me to, to back to the start right, of the game. Okay. Um, but sequences can be like quite long. Like there's sometimes where I was doing one sequence for for one character that was like three hours. Maybe not three hours, maybe like yeah, two, two, two and a half hours, because the puzzles can be quite tough. Like, um, and you know, like I said, you got to fart around trying to find all these codes. Maybe sometimes, you know, and then you might pick up an item, or there might be a computer that you know you can get intel from. Um, and at the end of each sequence, uh, sorry, yeah, so you and then then you might go fuck it. I can't find this password to this computer, so then you don't pick up that intel, and then you don't get those skill points, and then you don't you can't so there might be dialogue options tied to finding that, that Intel, if that makes sense. Um, so you might have a question, you might you know go, no, nah, I can't unlock this computer. Then down the next room, there's a character and you can ask him a question. And one of the questions might be blurred out because you haven't actually found that in the information. Um, anyway, I've, I've spoken about it for far too long, but it's, like, I really, really like the council. I'm not digging this one as much. So, so t- just, a,
0: just a quick question. Mm. Uh, so you mentioned at the beginning that the the game doesn't really onboard you per se. It kind of just throws you in the ring and assumes you know
2: things. Uh, more to do with the lore. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's more like, so I think these characters actually in the game are from, like, the Vampire Masquerade lore. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually checked that. I probably should do that. But do, do you s-
0: think it was done this way because the that that IP has always kind of existed in like a niche cult like following? Do you reckon they designed it that way because they only expected it to be mm. like that?
2: Yes
3: and no. no. Vampire yes and the no. Masquerade's pretty huge at the moment. Like yeah. they've really brought that property to the fore. Um,
2: it's not. It's not like super. Like it's not like I wouldn't say it's bad but they, they could do a better job at, at sort of just giving you a bit more... Like context. Un, un, yeah, understanding. Um, it's, it sort of does... Like, when you... The very first scene, like, where it goes, you know, the masquerade is this and the camera is this and this, you kind of get, like, base-level understanding of what's going on. But then it's like... The, you know they're talking about their sire, and I'm like, what the fuck's a sire? And they talk about, oh, your child, but they spell it like with an e. I'm like, is that just their child? But they have put an e on the end of it to make it different. <laughs> I don't know. Till like, day. Um, and then there's like, oh, and the kind and the kindred. And I'm like, mate, I need a fucking vampire the masquerade dictionary for this shit.
3: And <laughs> yeah, I need a primer. Mm. Um, but
2: yeah, like I said, it. it for, once you play, it, you kind of do get an understanding of what those words mean and what they are. So, I think a sire is someone who actually. Uh, so, hound. So, let's just say I was. Think of it like parents. So, a sire is like a dad, and the child is the child. So, the the, the vampire sire. So, the vampire that makes that person a vampire is the sire.
3: Uh, okay. Right. I think. Anyway. That, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. Pop, anyway. Papa vamp. Um, we'll, we'll move on. But the review should be up hopefully uh, this week. Is that pickles or something?
3: Yeah, it is pickles. Is it really? We can't open the pickle jar, man. It's a house emergency. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> and there's, there's Zach with his pickle juice, his glass of pickle juice.
1: Napoleon <laughs> 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 came in in a cold sweat. She was terrified of the, the pickle jar not being opened. I could see it. See, so
2: if you were playing Vampire the Masquerade, you would have to have like a special trait that can un- let you unlock <laughs> the pickle jar. But speaking of pickle juice, I don't know if I've told you before, but I was at a Bucks party years and years ago, bit of sidebar. And I was at the bar. I was like, Fuck, I'm going to buy everyone here uh, like a round shots because I'm a top bloke."
3: Oh, do you get in pickle packs?
2: I go to this girl. I was like, what's a good shot for, I don't know, like 10 people or whatever. Um, she goes, oh yeah, pickle juice. I'm like, oh yeah, what's that? She's like, oh, it's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's real, it's real popular. You have it with a lemon or something. I can't remember what it was. I thought it was like like a like a brand name so i thought like it's just like the name of the, the like the name of the drink and i bought all these bought this round of 10 shots and it was actually fucking pickle juice <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: because
3: I, I like getting picklebacks when i'm out they're um pickleback It it's just like a shot of whiskey that you chase down with some pickle juice and it's like popular in the RF. us
2: no it definitely wasn't that it was like it was like 10 shots of pickle juice it was like it must be in some like Morbius style fucking pickle juice that had like a bit of alcohol i don't know it was fucking junk no one sounds it like ever. a stitch up. it was <laughs> anyway um let's fucking move on from vampire the mouse crap i'm sick, about, sick of talking about it everyone's sick of hearing about it nathan halo season one wrap up give it to us in as quick as you can
3: absolutely so halo season one ended a lot different to how it started so as you might remember like going back nine weeks or so i was a bit, a bit sour on the first three episodes um, mainly because it seemed like the show was kind of trying to be a bit of a parallel to The Mandalorian, didn't really have its own identity, but we, we as we got about halfway through the season, it started to kind of find its own identity. Master Chief is a very human character that they put at the forefront, and it sort of introduces and really pro- um, gives the spotlight to these other characters like Cortana and Dr. Halsey, and you kind of get this like entourage, or rather ensemble of really interesting Figures from the Halo mythos, by the time we wrapped up at the end of Season 1, we finally saw Master Chief as we kind of know him in the game. So it did take us a whole season to kind of get there. Uh, you only get, uh, One of the things I liked is its action sequences, but you only get about one an episode. There is a few stinker episodes that just involve characters and storylines that have nothing to do with the Halo universe at all. That's going to be the low point of Season 1. The, what, what season one's set up for is a really interesting season two that's going to bring us hopefully closer to kind of i guess the plot of halo reach is kind of where it's going while at the same time chasing the uh, titular halo super weapons so all in all very positive quite liked how it wrapped up in the end um but if anyone's going to watch this show you're really gonna to have to grit your teeth through the first three episodes or so but you know it, it ends pretty well
0: i'm thinking of uh getting the seven day trial for paramount plus and uh just suffering through it because I'm a Halo fan.
3: Yeah, look, I think it's gonna ruffle the feathers of Halo fans. That hasn't changed. And one of the things I mentioned in my reviews is there's at least one taboo. They kill at least one darling in episode or or, or break the rules. So that you're gonna, as you probably heard by now, we see a bit of naked Master Chief. Loves to take his helmet off. Loves to get in the sack. It's um, it's it's a different take and it's gonna upset you. But if you can get over that. It might Look, be a bit of
0: fun. I, I what Halo Four came out in what 2012? 2011 Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I'm I'm used to Halo's rules being broken. It's used like to that disappointment since, since then. So. Yeah.
3: But give us give us more. Say it's season two. We'll we'll be looking forward to it. I think.
2: Nice. All right, let's whip through the quick news headlines. Hot Wheels Unleashed is getting a Looney Tunes DLC. It'll it land on July 14. Uh, it's part of the Volume Three Pass. Uh, you can buy it separately if you would like. Uh, it'll include five new vehicles, a track builder module, items for the basement and the player's profile, a new environment called the Looney Tunes Adventure Park, where you can basically relive scenes from from this, the series. Uh, and the the adventure park will have four areas, with one of them based on Wally Cody's desert. Um, uh, Death Sanding, Death Sanding, Death, Death Stranding, Stranding sequel is currently in the works, according to Norman Reedus. He probably shouldn't have said anything if it is true, but that's what you get, isn't it? Uh, he was interviewed. He was being interviewed by Leo Edit. Um, I don't know who, who, who that actually or what that, that is. It's an a...
1: online online outlet that mainly focus on movies and TV shows.
2: You're right. Um, and when asked about Death Stranding, he replied, we just started the second one. So, hmm. I mean, that pretty much confirms it, doesn't it? Adam, yeah. you're probably pretty keen on that. Nathan's cat Very. had some words to say earlier.
1: Yeah, he, was, he wanted to throw hands with Kojima. Uh, Kojima <laughs> then tweeted out, um some pictures of him him threatening uh Norman Reedus with the spiked Negan bat from Walking Dead uh as kind of like a cheeky nod to you know please keep your mouth shut about unannounced products um so yeah it sounds like they're very much in early early stages of developing a a sequel which I'm yeah very very keen for
2: I guess no one's really surprised are they
1: no not really I um I'll be interested to see because I think Kojima said a while ago if he was to do a sequel, it would be vastly different to to the the first game, which I think makes sense in the context of that world. Um, so so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm keen to. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm nah, very keen to see what he what he does next.
2: Marvel Snap is a fast paced collectible card game from former Hearthstone devs, uh, publisher Newverse, and developer Second Dinner. Uh, have announced Marvel Snap, a card game coming to mobile. Thoughts on this?
1: It actually looks pretty decent. Like, I'm not a, a huge um, digital card game person, very much a, an in-person card game person, but uh, the rounds for this game have said to take about three minutes because you play both of your rounds at the same time so there's there's no waiting for your opponent and having to draw out the the matches heaps so especially on mobile something you want is nice and quick and snappy (laughs) um and yeah it looks like it could be a pretty good time so something i'll probably get around being that it's uh, a nice quick experience set in the marvel world so yeah looks pretty cool
0: sounds like uh so the the room
2: remake of the last of us oh sorry were you talking jordan it just
0: sounds like Nathan's cat's really interested in joining the podcast.
1: Hey, he's wanting to get in there.
2: Um, the rumored remake of The Last of Us is still reportedly coming this year. Jeff Grubb, who said on Gamecast that he keeps hearing that it's coming this year. So uh, he reckons that a holiday 2022 release is scheduled, which I think is from memory when they're looking to release the TV series. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, so I I think roughly, yeah. Which I mean makes sense. They want to release it kind of at the same time, while you know, strike while the iron's hot. I
0: still have no idea why they're doing this. I think, I think it makes it,
2: it, I think it makes sense. I think if if they're doing a TV show, it's gonna put a lot more eyeballs on the on the series, and you might have people who you know didn't have a PS3 or whatever. Um, so you know, bringing it, polishing it up a bit, uh, and making it a bit more modern is certainly probably gonna and it'll sell like, like people oh yeah it, like,
0: it'll sell but it's just such a like a dumb allocation nah, of resources when you could just do a quick you know well, not it but like a, a ps5 patch and then you know even charge for it and be like yeah you know we'll tie this in rather than remaking the entire game
2: i mean i guess but it, it's well in most people's opinion it's such a good game that i guess most people are pretty keen to play a remake, me included.
3: Me included.
2: Because I, I I don't know if you've played the original recently. It's yeah, it doesn't age, it hasn't aged all that well.
0: Well, that's because I uh, I wouldn't say gameplay is Naughty Dog's forte, and uh that's where The Last
2: of Us aged really poorly. Yeah, I yeah I would agree a little bit there. But not so much on the gameplay is poor is poor. Uh, that Naughty Dog's gameplay is poor, but that one there was. I
0: I of... wouldn't say it's poor. Mostly because people would attack me for it. i um, will just say it's not their forte. Hmm. Uh,
2: Roller Champions is out now, so go play that if you're keen. It's free to play. I think, but yes, not quite that. It case, is. Case is wrong. Yeah, yeah
1: it's uh, like every every other free to play game. It'll have a season pass. Um, but yeah, free to play to jump in and have a skate about. Looks like a fun title.
3: Uh, th- this is Ubisoft, right? Yeah, yeah. So get in before it shuts down in six months. <laughs>
1: so. Dude, I'm still sad
2: about Hyperscape. That was an awesome battle royale.
3: I'm glad there's, you thought so.
1: There's, there's there's this, your opinions, that, Jordan. I tell you what.
2: There's, <laughs> there's thinking that uh, Ubisoft is just cleaning house and just getting rid of all their stinker projects that, like Skull and Bones, and they just put them out and get so rid of them. Never. But according to Adam Ryan of Well Played, who wrote our uh, news article. Ubisoft has announced that the free-to-play roller derby title Re- Roller Champions will release on PS5 and PS5. Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. So yeah, they're releasing you, it twice, mate. What if you've you got two PS5s, a... um, double up on, <laughs> on that bad boy. Uh Fall 2, The Dying World, has been announced. I feel like that would happen fucking ages ago. Was like, oh, it was only five days ago. There you go. Uh, new game... Uh, which is a prequel to the 2019 game. It is set three years before the events of the first game and sees players take on the role of a tier for D native who has been taken to, I don't know how you say that yet, Gakane, which is where the continent where the colonists are from, uh, the one that you uh, left in the original game to try and find a cure for a plague known as the Malachor there. Uh, Yeah, you have to shape your own destiny. And all that looks very much like Greedfall too. Anyone apart from me keen on that? Uh, I haven't
3: played the first one yet, but I could, uh, you know, I'd, it probably just... is up my alley.
2: I think if I, you I... like old school RPGs, you, you'll like it.
3: I've got a I've got a partiality for the sort of janky Euro RPGs. I don't mind them too much. Okay, so I, given, given that you've language. played uh,
0: both of them, Zach,
2: uh, mm-hmm. yeah, how, given how much I hate Elex... Would I like Greedfall? No. Greedfall is. Seriously, it is. It makes. How? Elix makes Greedfall look like a 10. Well, there you go. Having played Elix, that game is fucking shit. <laughs>
3: yes. Oh, I love comparisons like this. I'll quickly squeeze in um, Babylon's Fall makes Anthem look like a 10.
2: Wow. Yes. Oh, that's a bit um, cool. Those point three ten. games make Greedfall look like a 10 still. <laughs> anyway, uh, but Spiders who are making Greedfall, uh, well, sorry, who, who made Greedfall and making Greedfall 2, they their other game, which is still rising, which looks very cool, that comes out on September 8, 2022. That was also news that I don't, don't think we put up. Um, I was going to say something, but I completely forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, so the first, this is a little something that I noticed, not overly, nothing Exciting, but the first game or well, the first Greedfall was published by Focus Home. Now, they sorry, uh, Spiders got purchased by Nacon, and I was quite surprised when they announced Greedfall 2 because I was like, oh, maybe there was something in the contract with Focus that allowed them to do a sequel or something. But uh, no, this one's actually being published by Nacon, so Spiders must have owned that IP, which um, I find very strange because I thought that's something that. Uh, Focus would have had, you know, in their contract. Anyway, Dead by Daylight, Dead by Daylight, Dead by Daylight is getting a dating sim called Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim. Uh, I haven't looked, I haven't read anything about this, so I can't tell you anything about it.
1: Uh, it's a, it, I mean, it does what it says on the tin. You can chat up the trapper, the huntress, the wraith, and the spirit on. Uh, like a, a a tropical island and try to get in murderous pants. So why yep. not? Do
3: do your kids enjoy the uh the trend of like satirical dating Sims?
1: I think they played for any a headline.
3: of them. Uh, well, that is true. I must say, I'm humbly surprised. Uh, like you remember. Uh how to so Hatterful Boyfriend, The Pigeons? Uh, yes, yep. I love Hatterful Boyfriend. That is a really good time. There's yeah. a lot of fun and like, just very funnily written. Like They're very much in on the joke. So I hope, hope these folks are kind I, of a little bit in on the joke I, and have remember, fun with it. I uh,
0: remember going into Doki Doki Literature Club thinking it was the same thing. And then I realized what it was and I go, oh, fuck.
1: What a banger. It's um, it's made by the same devs that did the the KFC finger licking dating sim. So yeah, right. I'm hopeful. I'm not sure what kind of pedigree that gives them, but yeah, if if you're keen on that sort of thing, like the visual novel romantic business, then who knows? Maybe you'll find love amongst the murderers. Maybe Quick I will. sidebar,
2: Nathan. You like anime? Do you like visual I- novels?
3: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, big on it. We'll, we'll
2: talk, uh, remind me post-potty to talk to you about something. Uh, next bit of news is a game called I the Inquisitor, which was announced last night uh, from the dust. And the headline I've cooked up here is I the Inquisitor is a dark renaissance adventure where Jesus chose vengeance instead of mercy. So this game is <laughs> actually based on, I actually don't know what the books are called, but it's by it's a popular Polish um, book series by Jak Jacek. Pierre Pic Piccarra? Anyway. Um, I'd say that's pretty close. He, these books are not translated into English as far as I'm aware. But basically in, in these books and in this game, uh, it's set in an alternate history where Jesus didn't actually die on the cross. He was like, fuck that shit. And he got right up and then he just took all his hate and his vengeance out on the people who didn't believe in Christianity. So fucking if this was this day and age, well played, it'd be dust, mate. Um, unless we... <laughs> got some the dust uh yeah uh got some unless he's got some fans in here but basically in, in the game you play as a uh, the game is set in the 1500s so quite a quite a bit after old jc um got back up but you there's a, a group known as the holy office and you play say inquisitor as part of the holy office and you go to this town your name is Mortimer madarin um and yeah you basically got to carry out like the church's mission in this town um you can uh you get to judge uh the citizens of the town so uh from from what i can gather from the the steam thing you can um, uh, from the steam page you can actually choose mercy or you can basically grill them um you know you can make them you know do the crime you do the time kind of thing uh but you also you you're fighting against a, a darker <laughs> A darker evil um, that's trying to enter this world from another realm or something like that. Uh, No release information was shared. There's been no gameplay shared. It's just like a little teaser. Uh, It's coming to PS5, Xbox, Series X and S and uh, PC.
1: Uh, So based on you just talking about it, I want to play this game more than I want to play any other currently announced title.
3: I was aware of this game and wasn't anywhere near as interested till I got Zach's summation.
1: (laughs) This is brilliant. Take Um, my money.
2: I'm not gonna lie though. If you look at that key art, that who's old mate from um, Lord of the Rings, Viggo
1: Mortensen. Yeah, yeah, Morten. Mortine. Viggo Morten.
2: Oh no. (laughs) What is it, Morthen? Mortensen.
3: Mortensen. The fear of all flying insects.
2: Anyway. Uh, he looks like, he, if this was a film, he looks like he played play that dude. I just thought I'd share that with you. We can only hope. Um, yeah, uh, the, the trailer's, it's rough. It looks rough, but uh, <laughs> you know, if you like Eurojank and you like Evil Jesus, then <laughs> around this. Okay, there's two big bits of news that we'll try and go through pretty quickly because I talked about Vampire Masquerade again for too long. I never fucking learned my lesson, do I? Um, the first thing... Is uh, we'll go with this one. Okay, so in about forty-five minutes' time, which will be already have passed when this is out, the uh, SteelSeries will have announced a new headset line, uh, the Arctis Nova Pro series, and these this Arctis Nova Pro series is actually replacing the popular Arctis range. So yeah, that that Arctis range will. Be gone, and the Arctis Nova Pro series will be taking its place. Uh, launching alongside that is a new software suite, a new audio software suite called Sonar, uh, which will be free for everyone, so you can actually download it and use it. There are a couple of um, perks on that on that software suite. Sorry, excuse me, um, that uh, locked to the the Pro or the Nova Pro series. Um, The headsets are out now, so you can actually buy them now, but you can only buy them through SteelSeries' website at the moment. Uh, A retail presence is coming in a couple of months or within a couple of months. So there's two models that's going to be launching. There's the Nova Pro and the Nova Pro Wireless. So the the Nova Pro is wired, uh, but both these models feature high-fidelity audio, which both support the PS5's 3D Tempest audio the company's Clearcast Microphone Noise Cancellation, uh, USB-C charging. So if you had like an Arctis 7, I think is the latest one, they only had micro USB, which was fucking dog shit. Um, and it comes with a, with a little di- digital audio controller or a DAC for short uh, that allows users to actually change the settings and uh, volume levels and whatnot from actually, you know, from the little mixer, not the mixer, sorry, from the little controller. Yeah. Uh, the, the Nova Pro Wireless, uh, has uh, additional perks and that is actually has ac- active noise cancelling, has dual connectivity so you can actually connect it via the DAC wirelessly or through Bluetooth. Uh, it's got two in- interchangeable batteries so each battery has 22 hours of life but the DAC will actually has an inbuilt charger inside it so you actually can put it in the spare battery into the DAC and it will charge the battery, um, you know, while your other one's going flat and then when that one pops out you takes you know 30 seconds to or even less um you know 20 seconds to change over the battery fang it in and off you go again and other one charges so you do have a lot of life there uh and it's got the dual audio which um so if you want to use your phone to listen to music or to make phone calls or to just use it for for just chat uh you can do that while actually playing it um you know playing uh, games and stuff as well they are uh, Multi-system compatible. So if you have multiple consoles and that, uh, you can use them on all. There is a slight catch. The Xbox variant of these two models is the only one that will work with the Xbox, but it'll work with everything else. While the other, uh, if you go the other way, it'll just work with PlayStation Switch and PC. The software side of things. So the Sona Audio Suite has um, will give you this like three uh, D, three sixty degree spatial, I think is how you say that audio, um, which will really bring like a new level of immersion, as they say. Uh, I've actually been lucky enough; I got a set last week, um, thanks to the Big Dogs Steel Series, um, and good old JC. they actually sound they actually sound very, very, very good. Uh, I'm very impressed so far, so I'll have a full review in the upcoming weeks but in this audio suite you can actually play with uh, it's got it's got uh, I think I'm trying to remember the, the wording that they use, but it's like gamings first i I think or something or other like that uh first parametric equalizer so inside the uh suite you can actually play around with the eq settings of each individual option so there's um oh, okay. There's your gaming audio, then there's your so like, so like game audio, chat audio, and mic audio, and you can play around with the equalizer for every different part. So if you want to have different setting for your the game sound, but then you want to have like I don't know you want to make your voice sound different uh, through that, you can do that. And there's also presets, so you can choose from like popular games like Apex Legends, Escape from Tarkov, Fortnite, CS:GO. Valorant, blah, 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 you know, the list goes on. There's, you know, there's presets there that you can choose. So there's, there's a ton, tons of customization that you can, um, do and like play around with. And in, in, in the main screen of the suite, you can actually, um, um, there's like a master volume thing. So you can actually, you know, you can, you want to have more game, uh, game audio than voice chat. You can do that. And you can do, do that on the, on the deck itself as well. Uh, the headband. I mean, I'll, I'll talk more about it, the features and stuff when I do the review. But um, yeah, it's so far so good. It is. Sorry, sorry. I just I should mention that the Sonar Suite is only for PC platform. So uh, unfortunately, you can't uh, program presets into the headset, uh, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, maybe next time. It is expensive though. So the uh, the kicker. Here we go. So. The Nova Pro is uh, has an RRP or MSRP, as they say here, of four ninety nine. So that's a wide... <laughs> golf. This is a, this is Australian, uh, and the wireless is six forty nine.
3: <laughs> um, so we've already
2: got a buyer here in Nathan. He's going to pre order both.
3: I was going to say, um, this is the year I was considering upgrading my Arctis. I don't know if we're going to upgrade it for the price of an Xbox Series S, but it sounds yeah. phenomenal.
2: Yeah, well, I've only used it a touch, so I haven't, I haven't tried it, tried everything yet. But um,
3: yeah. we we do like our Steel Steel Series headsets here, though. We do, we yeah. do. Yeah. Um, Have they kept the ski band for the well, for the top of the head?
2: So this is one thing I was going to wait until um, the other review. The answer is yes and no. Mm-hmm. So I'll quickly how. So it's like this. It's got the ski band still. So I'm. So if for those mm. playing at home, I am showing them the the headset at the moment. So it's got this the ski band here, but it also has this other like like this flexible graphite. Not, not graphite. This like flexible band as well. Um, mm. And on in, on the inside of this, there's actually. Um, you know, like a like a cap where you can choose the different size settings on the cap size. It's, yep. so, it's sort of like that. So it's got the the ski band still, but it also has another bar sort of up up the top that um, just gives it a bit more support and and yeah, a bit more of a premium kind of feel.
3: That's nice because yeah, that, the Arctis, I particularly liked it. It'd just sit on your head, pretty much. Really, really nice. No matter what what you've got on your head, a big yeah. mop of hair, beanie, hat, whatever.
2: And yours, the Arctis Seven. Um, hmm. they're, they're foam cups, are they? Are they to my understanding, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'd have to be. Yeah, so and
3: they, I'm not in love with that, but yeah.
2: So they've gone away from that. These are like the... I should not know if they're leather or not. I don't think they would be, but um, yeah, they're more of a leathery, pleathery cup. Good, So yeah. we'll see how they go over time in terms of sweat and whatnot. Because um, with the, the foam ones, you kind of get... They I build should, up. I guess you get the stink on those, whereas oh, <laughs> on the pleather ones you get... It's you know, just smells. They, or they also crack. So, uh, anyway, we'll talk more, more about that um, in a few weeks when I've done a full review. But, uh, yeah, they, they look and sound good so far.
3: That's exciting.
2: All right, well the big, other big news is that the list of games for the revamped PlayStation Plus has been revealed after launching in Asia. Uh, we won't, obviously, we won't go through the entire list because we'll be here for fucking ever. But, um, there's a lot here. Uh, in terms of big, big games, did anyone notice anything massively, uh, anything massive in here? Uh,
3: look, in terms of know. the, pr- probably the things that, Probably not so much what's featured, but what's missing. I'll give you a. I'll give you a good example. The Division One, as opposed to the Division Two. No one's playing the Division One. That, that's it's yeah. almost like putting yeah. Destiny One in there. Yeah. But all in all, like it's something that we briefly discussed last week when we just had a snippet. You would be hard pressed to find the stinkers here.
2: Mm.
3: It's a pretty robust Isn't library.
0: The Uncharted series on there.
2: Um, Shut up. Come on, man. <laughs> did come that on just, man. I did it just for Adam. Uh, yeah, you're, like, you're right. Like There's the crew and the crew too. So it's like surely... Oh, the council's that's on there, the baby. Fucks. Nathan, you have no excuse to not play the council now.
3: Right, you are. Hey, is there anything on that list that's, that you've looked at and you've gone, oh, that's actually something I really want to play. If I had these servers, I'd probably give that a crack.
2: That is a good question. I was going to ask the same one. The only thing from my scrolling... Hmm. returnal i think is on there yeah yeah so yeah it is returnals one so that's definitely the first one but there was a game i pledged a couple years ago and just seeing it on here has made me go yep i've really got to play this game that's kona
3: k-o-n-a
2: yeah ps4 yeah ps5
3: yeah Um, i I wasn't crazy about it but I, i would be curious to know how you find it
2: okay and maybe Kingdom Come Deliverance, but once again, like yeah, it's do something, it. something I've got, but I, again, I pledged it. And Grateful's on there, baby, so now you can play that as well. You've got Grateful and The Council. Mm. Um, yep, yep. Adam, anything and, and that gets your busted
1: going? I spotted Soma, which has been a, a game that I've been yes. putting off playing for whatever reason for the longest time. Um, but the one that instantly got me was The obs- oh, Observer, because uh, that came, that got like a, a PS5 launch uh, when the PS5 was still in its infancy. And obviously at that time there were bigger fish to fry. Uh, but I very much wanted to to play it just because of the, the setting. Um, looks incredibly cool. I've heard that it's kind of nor here nor there. But I just want to give it a crack for myself. So those two were the ones that immediately stood out to me that I haven't played. There's plenty of stuff that I'll most likely go back to um i've just spotted deliver us the moon which is another one that's been on my list for a little while um but there's there's plenty of smaller titles that i've had my eye on but couldn't justify a purchase because i've had other stuff going on so maybe if they're there and they're you know it's just you hit download and you start playing if a weekend rolls by and i have the time i'll be far more likely to actually play them now which is exciting So
2: there's one game on here that I don't know if I mentioned it on the potty when we talked about it about what games we'd love to see. Fuck, I hate Beyond Two Souls. That game sucks. Anyway, yeah, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, uh, it's called Intelligent Cube, or Q Intelligent Cube. Has anyone ever played this game? It's a PS One game.
1: No. I haven't. I'm going to give it a look up. Hold on. Oh, I've
3: never heard of it. So I'm going to, I, I have a sneaking suspicion. I might know what this is. I'm going to have a quick. So s-
2: I've also known this yes. game is
1: like, yeah, Ku- I do know.
2: Kurashi or something like, like that. Kurushi. Uh, Kurushi. Yeah. Um, I used to love this game on PS1. I can't remember if it was one of the games that I, it was on my list of games that, that I would love to see on it that I didn't say, or that I did, did say. Anyway, it's coming. So I'm happy. Um, one last thing before we move on from this, because we're still off, off topics. Fucking hell. Um, if you want any more proof that PlayStation is trying to just forget that the order was ever a fucking thing, it, it's, it is it's, not even thrown in on this fucking service. And what about
0: Cooler yeah, World? Harsh. There's no Cooler World either. That's the bigger one.
3: Uh, sure. Um, you got your siphon filter. That, uh, that was definitely oh, one you mentioned. Yeah, it was. I, I, I would
2: love to see Cooler World, but... Yeah, I, I thought at the very least they would throw the order in on here.
1: It's weird, though, because you still see it on, like, sizzle reels and stuff on the odd occasion for no, when don't they're... Know. Nah, nah. I, nah, I swear to God, I've seen in the not-so-distant nah.
2: past. I, I looked, I look, I scour every frame for Galahad's moustache. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it it pops up every now and again. No, so I it's but I agree fair, it's weird that it isn't at least included. Like very few people I'd imagine would seek it out, but I think it would be one of those See, games that potentially See I think
2: where you're wrong a little bit. Okay, hang on. Be- Wait, let me finish probably, what I was be- going to say.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I think it would be one of those ones that after a little while of the service being out and people doing like I was going to do an, of a weekend, just be like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about this. I'll download it and give it a go. I can see it building a little bit of a cult following just from, from that sort of thing. Maybe people not seeking it out, but kind of falling into it and then realizing that, you know, it isn't such a bad game after all. Two, Definitely a good
3: way to give it a spin.
1: Two yeah. thi- th- even two things on that first part we
2: kind of have the same take i was just going to say that it's a game that's on this service so people go fuck it like i'll try it now like it's it's free it's there i'll play it and the second thing it actually has quite a decent cult following there's a lot of people that do like that game and would love to see a second one but so apparently sony don't
1: give no facts. About Can you send
3: us. me an invite to your order Facebook group, man? Yeah. I want to see what you <laughs> yeah, and the other three hundred and fifty people have to say.
1: <laughs> where's the subreddit, mate? I want to yeah, see. Man, that's
0: crazy that the Facebook group <sighs> is more people than Babylon's four players. <laughs> um, can't
3: argue that one.
2: Alright, let's 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 move on to off topics because we've been this is gonna be a juicy, juicy episode. Um, so Jordan, sorry, is there anything on the list that there that you like that you um, that tickles your
0: Honestly, I haven't really looked at it just because the service really isn't for me. So, yeah, Fair enough. you do like.
2: You don't like. Do you have Game Pass? Uh
0: I have it on and off. So I I kind of buy it when I want to play things on it. But if I'm not playing anything on it, I just cancel it.
2: Fair. Same. Makes sense.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I'm keen to get them to to show us a bit more of what they want to um, remaster with regards to their PS1, PS2 stuff because it's still. Cool. Still looking fairly cool. fairly cool. slim.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that there, there's not a lot there. Have they, have they said they're going to be adding more? I assume they... I'm
3: yes. Um, didn't they say it was once a month, specifically regarding classics? Yep. Once a month. I think they said like about a, the middle of
1: the month they're going to be dropping yeah. new games.
3: And then there was, yeah, so they twice a month they'll update. Middle of the month or oh, was going to yeah, be more, I think, modern titles uh, or something yes, like that. For, right, for the yeah. highest tier so, so if you if you go all out with this revamped PS Plus, you're going to see library updates twice a month, which is when you, good.
2: Um, when you say library updates, does that mean games removed or just games? They added? specifically
3: use the word refresh. Okay, Read right. into that how you will. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's go off topics. I'm going to start with a big one. Uh, and it's not gonna. It's gonna bore probably everyone here. Uh, I
3: find that hard to believe.
2: The weekend was a very very sad time for me. My uh, EPL team, uh, which is the Premier League you know, over in in England, my team was relegated from the uh, from the Premier League down to the second a- a- division.
3: And please tell us again what
1: team this is. Burnley. It is Burnley. Burnley. Can you? Can you Zach, is there any way you can show us who your team is? Like, by something that maybe is inked onto your skin? Is there any, any chance? Does he have a Burnley tat? There you go. There's the, there's
2: the <laughs> top
1: of it. That's uh, cool. So,
2: if you've seen the in-betweeners, you'll know who uh, Burnley are, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Spot on. So, going into Sunday night, so Monday morning, um, so... For context on so the bottom three teams in the Premier League get relegated down below, and the top three teams come up. That, that's um, so, and that's that funnels down through all the divisions, right? So that's how they kind of keep it a bit interesting. As of thirty seven, so thirty eight games in a season, as of thirty seven games played, Burnley was in seventeenth, which is one spot above the relegation zone. So they were level on points with Leeds, but had a better goal difference. So essentially. Their future was in their own hands. One AM comes around, I can't fucking sleep. You know, I've got hay fever's killing me, but I've just I'm nervous. I fucking I've got to work the next day, but I just couldn't sleep. Every like ten or so minutes, I'm just checking the phone, like you know, two o'clock, two thirty, whatever. And they're fucking losing, and then I see that uh, the team that leads are playing, that they score, so they're drawing. I'm um, like, this is like two forty in the morning. I'm, I absolutely gone like what, and then i uh yeah check check the scores in about another five or you know 10 minutes or so and the dream was over the dream was done so now
0: it's been a, a long time since i've been very attentive of sports but i do remember from when i used to watch the EPO that like the end of the season was the best because the teens that were at risk of relegation would play like crazy well because they didn't want to be relegated yeah and then the team's at the top because they knew they're at the top where really, you will kind of just play lackadaisically
2: mm-hmm. like a basically pretty much that. unfortunately for for <sighs> burnley their first half was like they like if you think i was nervous like imagine like how they were feeling and, and there's if you don't know about sports like I'm, I'm sure you but you've heard of the premier league there is big big huge money mm. in being in the premier league like it's and burley's a small town is so it still run by barclays no, nah, nah, it's someone else now, I think. Um, but for context, this probably means more to Nathan than anybody, but Ballarat is bigger than the town of Burnley. So you imagine like a professional, like yeah, yeah. S- like a sporting club that is in like competing against teams like Man City who are like to just have billions and billions of cash versus a small little town team that's... I don't know, she was a good fight. She was a good six years up there, but they've always... I mean, they've always been battling because they just don't have the money like everyone else but came to an end
3: so um i only know this from i think watching ted Lasso. so the premier league's where you want to be now they've Correct. been relegated they've been shifted down a league mm-hmm. the god-awful name that they're stuck with now in their league if i remember correctly is they're now in the championship league is that right
2: it's just called the championship but yeah i actually don't mind yeah that, yeah
3: which i always find funny because championship and premier both kind of in my mind have the same kind of reference yeah. it, it sounds better than what it is the
2: thing is it's actually it's going to sound so there's two leagues so there's sorry so there's multiple leagues but there's two leagues two main leagues you've got the football league which is your championship your league one and your league two and then you've actually got your premier league which is a separate league separate entity in itself if that makes sense so the premier league governs itself whereas the football league actually governs like three different leagues
3: if the, the rest,
2: well, no. Then there's then then you get to the conference and you know for, for, like further down you go. But yeah, the further down you go, the less money that you make. So anyway, poor weekend. Um, <laughs> but Carlton won, so hey, fucking swings <laughs> and roundabouts. <laughs> no, well, see, the problem for Burnley is because they're such a small town, and they took out big, big loans to. They had like a takeover like mid year or like uh, last year, I think. Um, they From took the out big Indian. loans, and now they're
3: so. fucked. So now there's going to be a big question mark over if they can actually contract good enough players to get back. Well, half their team's out the of contract, Premier.
2: and all their good players they'll have to sell to pay this loan, and they'll sell because these players are good enough to play in the Premier League. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about films.
3: That, that tat's losing value. Sorry, man.
2: Well, okay, it's just on the tat. So that, so <laughs> I fucking had the logo. This I love this logo. So I got, I got it fucking tattooed, and then all of a sudden, two years later, they fucking changed the logo. <laughs>
1: An now, mate. I, I, I Go back to your tattoo artist, anything, hey bro. I need an update.
0: I think if anything, that shows that you're a long-standing Burnley fan. That's
2: fucking bullshit.
1: Rather
0: than, oh, vintage. rather than on the the uh, the bandwagon, first <laughs> se Fucking
1: anyway. Because now's <laughs> the time to get on the Burnley bandwagon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's talk about um. Zach's trying so hard to ship the
2: conversation Just <laughs> try something else. Uh, I don't want to quit the potty for the second time tonight. Um, yes, videos, movies, videos. I have a I have
1: a very brief one because Nathan has disappointed me this week. Um, <laughs> I last night I could not sleep, similar to to you with your your Burnley sweats. Um, so for whatever reason, I decided to watch Men in Black International because it's the first thing that I that popped up on my Netflix. What? I don't I don't know. I, hot take, didn't hate it. It's the worst Men in Black film. Is that the one with Chris Hemsworth? And Emma Thompson. Yes, it is. But it copped so much flack when it originally came out, I didn't bother to watch it because I was like, I'm not even that big of a Men in Black fan. I'm just not going to bother. But as just like a, a popcorn film that you can pop on and not pay too much attention to, I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. So what? Hey, I'll, I'll just
3: write your injustice there. It's Tessa Thompson. Tessa the gorgeous
1: Thompson. Tessa Thompson. She Sorry. is a wonder. Thank you, Nathan. And, yeah, <laughs> I uh, I didn't mind it. So it's, is it
3: because you had that thing where you go in with like dead to no expectations, like ground floor
1: expectations? Yeah. Mm,
3: it helps, doesn't it? So, so, yeah,
1: and it was it was definitely the 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 time and place as well. Like I didn't care what I was watching. I just wanted something to to just kind of blankly stare at the screen at and uh, i don't know man it filled that role pretty well but yeah i don't think it it deserves quite as much hate as it probably got
0: so, so speaking mm. of movies mm. that you don't really have to pay attention to on the inverse of that i watched uh, everything everywhere all at once wee! that might be my favorite film in a, a long time i really really enjoyed Ooh. it
2: nice
3: yeah, it's uh, it's uh, quite the phenomenon, eh? Yeah, it's uh you, it's also big screen or small? Big screen. Oh yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, it's uh like the the more I think about it, the more I love the movie because it's just it goes a mile a minute, which also means that it's very nuanced in your reflection of it. Uh, and it's it's really hard to talk about because if you give away its core conceit, you kind of just give away what the entire point of the movie is because it doesn't. It, yeah. It it, it uh. Hold its cards very close to its chest for most of the movie.
3: It's a fun film, and the mm. more fun you're going to have is going in as blind as possible, yeah, I think. Absolutely. I saw a trailer, and that was it. The trailer was enough to go, I need to see this, don't want to know nothing more. Yep. yep. It's, it's yeah, absolutely- that's
1: that's where I'm at currently. I saw a trailer for it when um, Key and I went to watch... Uh, I can't even remember, but it came on before another film. And, yeah, it, it piqued my interest, so it's one that I, I definitely need to get around, so... With that glowing recommendation, Jordan, I might just have to do yeah. that. I,
3: I, lo- I love to recommend to people. So the directors, not only did they do Swiss Army Man, which had Paul Dano Excellent. who was the Riddler, and um, oh Danny Radcliffe. what's up? Danny yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe yeah. which which was a funny movie itself. They're also, and I loved this video when it first came out. They're the directors, particularly Daniel Kwan, director of the um, Turn Down for What music
1: video. Oh, <laughs> Little John! What a what a weird deep cut that is.
3: Because when you watch the Turn Down for What video and then you see the trailer for Everything Everywhere all at once, you go, well, it makes sense. Because they're both off the wall.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, I yeah, but before, have. Before you go on, one weird thing that I noticed when I was at the cinema watching this is, you know, it's an A24 film. Every pre-roll commercial was A24. There was not a single commercial for a movie that was not A24 at the cinema, which I thought was really weird but now there are a bunch of movies that I'm really interested in watching.
3: Hmm. A quick quick question about uh, cinema because I'm going to quickly move through my off topics as fast as possible we've gone on for ages. But do you folks get absolutely swamped with either ads to do with gambling or the defense force when you go to the cinema? Defense Probably force,
2: more, yes. Yeah, defense force, yeah. It's the
3: defense force must have been, had a huge bu- budget blowout on campaigning because I get swamped with them. You get like 3 or 4 I'm like, can you just get on with it please. But anyway, Is uh you're not Oh, hell no. No, look, I've got nothing but respect for the veteran service, but I've also spoken with enough veterans to have been given a good impression to steer well clear. Uh, Many of those folks have, uh, yeah, probably wished that they hadn't as well. Um, But just before this podcast, I had watched the mid-season finale of the final season of Breaking Bad and had nothing but goosebumps. If anyone else has watched that, that was quite the uh, season closer. It kind of had a bit of a cliffhanger and it was... very intense, but that's been a lot of fun as Breaking Bad's uh, prequel. Love it. And uh, just the other night, April and I were scrolling through just after the election, Disney Plus, and we saw, for no apparent reason, I saw that there was a Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie. And just this furthest back part of my brain went, "Oh, Chip and Dale, that was kind of entertaining." So I watched that film. It's got a lot of Lonely Island involvement, and it's pr- like it's the most bizarre film. It's kind of what Space Jam should have been, where it's basically it's entirely. Set for millennials, and it pulls all this kind of meta um, references to all these other shows, movies, television. Uh, as you've probably seen, the Kotaku article, Ugly Sonic has a whole arc throughout yeah. the movie. He's like a like a, almost a main character. Um, it was brilliant. So um, think of films like Wreck-It Ralph and those other crossover type films, Ready Player One. Uh, this one has to be one of my favourite, but it was made for me. It's made for that peak millennial nerd. And just absolutely hilarious and kind of dark too. Like I'm just expecting they're doing a whole like like kind of kidnapping mystery. Um, they're, they're really worried that cartoon characters from years ago are going to be kidnapped. And if they don't fulfill some kind of obligation, they're going to be bootlegged. Basically, they're going to appear in like bootleg movies, <laughs> bootleg Simpsons, all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of the horror conceit. And you just expect these characters at any time to do a kind of... Not only is it like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but you just expect him to start doing lines of cocaine or something. Like, there's this very dark <laughs> undercurrent to it all that just makes it even funnier. Anyway, loved it. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Definitely an adult film. Like, it's de- your kids can watch it, but unlike Pixar films where you like, the parents watch it with the kids, and, the you know, it's kind of more for the kids, but the parents get their own story. This one's more for the adults, but the kids will watch it anyway.
2: There you go. All right, I got three quick fires. First one. Watched Don't Breathe 2. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm. Mm. I actually
2: quite like the first one. I thought it was quite cool.
3: First one's brilliant. This
2: one started okay, and then towards the end, I was like, this is dumb as fuck.
3: Quick question. You almost get the impression they didn't watch the first film based on how they treat the villain of the first film. Yeah, I know. It's like he... It's kind of gross.
2: Yeah, because you... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very strange film. Um, Mm. And that, like... The, the twist in that film is just like...
3: In the first up. one?
2: No, then in the second one.
3: The, the second, second one. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, shut, what <laughs> the fuck? Um, it went off the
2: rails. Um, second thing I watched is a TV show called Time. which is on binge. It's got Sean Bean in it. Uh, and uh, I, don't know, I watched the credits like 24 hours ago, so I should know. But some other guy who's quite big. Um, and it's about... It's a little three-episode Um, series, and basically Sean Bean is goes to jail, and it's about uh, his time in prison, and uh, one of the wardens in the prison, Um, it's actually pretty good, it's pretty good, it's a bit slow, like it it is slow, and I feel like there's no, I wouldn't say there's no real point to it, but there's no real story to it kind of thing, it's more like his time in jail kind of thing. Um, but it was it was quite good, and I, I do quite like Sean Bean. Uh, do you like
3: prison dramas?
2: In moderate supply.
3: Did you ever see HBO's Oz from back in the late nineties? No. That'll put the fear of prisons in you. Good show though. It's uh it was kind of what I HBO mean, did before the Sopranos, and it's yeah a lot of, a lot of a lot of very raw booty holes. Right. Men's prisons. Maximum security.
2: Maximum fun. Said by the sounds like. Yeah, um, my word. Um, <laughs>
3: anyway, good show. Definitely um, recommend it.
2: The third thing is the nineties film of the week, baby. You know.
3: so, ah, here we go. So, as did
2: anyone go <laughs> here we to, go? Did anyone check out uh, Deep Rising? No, the, avoided I've, it. I've, I've hooked. <laughs> I've hooked Buddy up with a copy, so he's uh... oh, lucky Buddy. <laughs> hey, it's, it's actually if you hound. Yeah, let me, let me find something. Do
1: you have a copy just sitting on your desk? <laughs> I expected you to just like... Hang on, let me just read the synopsis for you.
2: No, nah, this copy is a um, copy that's easily transferred between
1: mates. Ah, yes. A disc. Uh,
2: but Ben, Ben, who's a big listener of the show, Ben Smith, huge shout-out. Uh, he goes, love that movie, A Supernatural Poseidon Adventure. So... Oh, Which is a
3: much better sell than anything you gave. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> you
2: know, my uh, my skills is selling Jesus being and being a bad boy. Um, yeah, and we're sold. So, '90s film this week is a. I think it's '98. 90, anyway, doesn't matter. It's a film called The you? Big Hit.
3: It yeah. wasn't the big that I was expecting.
2: Uh, with Marky Mark Wahlberg, of course, uh, of course. Lou Diamond Phillips, baby. Uh, the big hits. There's some. I think it's. Uh,
3: I can't remember. American that. action comedy film Socially from Socially anxious
0: hitman Melvin Smiley, an expert in his lucrative field, goes on a job and falls in love with his kidnapping victim, turning his wild world turning his world
2: upside down.
0: Hang on,
3: is that? And Christina yep. and Christina. Woodbine. Yep. What a good actor! So he was one of my favourite parts of the Halo series, even though his entire storyline was the worst part of the Halo You're series.
2: Right. He's actually he's interesting in this film. He
1: loves Jackal. <laughs> he's he's in this oh. film. <laughs> oh
3: oh, and he loves Jackal. Okay, um, is this? I guess I'm looking at it. First impression I get is maybe it's kind of like. Uh, snatch or Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, perhaps, <laughs> but he's laugh for no audio.
2: It's I don't know. Like I, I, like Marky Mark, and I like dumb action comedy uh, films. So this this falls right into that. It's dumb. It's stupid.
3: Okay, so the emphasis on dumb here, right?
2: So like one of the so there's the core plot line, which is basically where he is part of a kidnapping and then falls in love with the kidnappee. Uh, there's like the second plot. Plot plot story to it, where he um has this VHS that he hasn't returned, and it's he's going to get late fees. And the guy from the video store is calling up, being like, "If you don't return this fucking video, um, you know, you're in big trouble." So the other part of the story is him being like, "Got to, you know, fall in love with a girl and got to return
1: this videotape." So.
3: Uh, but the kids a, these but, days just can't relate.
1: The way that you mentioned that was like he had a checklist. He's like, "Fuck, I haven't fallen in love with the girl yet. I really need to get around to that."
3: Is it above or below the video? But, return. But there's
1: actually a pretty decent.
2: What it, what's that?
3: I said it... no. Nah, n- never mind. Move Obviously. past it. Um,
2: but there's actually a pretty decent fight scene in um, in the video store. So look, if you have. An hour and a half to spare, rather than watching what 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 shit did you watch? Men in Black. Um, yeah, <laughs> watch. You can't kind have of got me for Deep Rising when you're watching. No, nah, I've
1: got I've got no legs to stand on this week. Um, I'll give you that.
2: Yeah, like the big hits, it's worth a watch. Again, I sure, can sure hook you up with a copy of that too.
3: <laughs> Marky Mark's best film of the nineties, there I would argue, Boogie Nights, which I think came out the year before. Do you like Boogie Nights?
2: I do I do like Boogie Nights? Um, yeah. uh, I can't reply to that to this question because one of the other movies I want to bring up in '90s films of the week is is part of it. So <laughs> it's Boogie Nights. <laughs> no, it wasn't Boogie Nights. There, there's another movie. film. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's uh, '90s film of the week. So if you've seen the big hit, let me know what you thought about it.
3: You, you kind of piqued my interest. It sounds fun. <laughs> That's it's like yeah,
2: like it's there, there's some decent. Action scenes in it, and there's I think in one scene, um, he does like break dancing and shoots a bunch of people.
3: I'm really looking forward to hearing what next week will be uh, Zach's pick of the chicken feed bargain bin, <laughs> and only three people listening understood what that was.
2: Fuck, actually, I've got a really, really good one for next week. Fuck, I better write that down or I'll, I'll sort of forget. Fuck, oh, this is gonna be a killer. <laughs> I really want to, want, to, want to give it to you now because it's that good.
1: Nah. Te- tease us, mate. It'll be worth the wait. It'll be super.
2: I'll tell you that much. All right. Interesting. Should we wrap it up?
3: It's Absolutely. Super Mario Bros. movie. <laughs>
2: nah, it's not like that. It's bum. You don't say. Two hours. Oh, my God. Sorry, Jordan. Don't Thank you for tuning in to this week's apologize episode. What's that? Don't apologise to me, apologise to the editor. Sorry, it's Jordan's cat. Thank <laughs> you to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC. Is it Kermy? Shout out to Kermy. Yep. Big fan yeah, of the of show. Um, again, thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to check out any of the content we've uh, talked about, there should be articles for most of it. Um, go to wwwwell playedcomau Check out Dan's Cherry on Shock Oak. Go buy yourself a Steel series. Six hundred fifty dollar headset. Uh, it'll be good. You'll like that. They'll like that too because they'll get good money. And have a good weekend. Watch the big hit.
1: Hmm. Goodbye, Zach. Ciao. Bye Goodbye now. Six hundred fifties.